Live from the Barrage, brought to you by Stony Brook Farms, lacto-ovo, eco-friendly farms. National Public Radio brings you live from the Barrage. National Public Radio, NPR, brings you live from the Barrage. NPR brings you live from the barrage. Lacto Ovo. Stony Brook Farm. <laughs> yeah, no, we're all horrible people. Everyone on the show is a fucking Stony horrible person. Bro. You can isolate that. It's Friday night and we're in fucking Queens. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Live from the barrage. I can't do it. I can't do a radio show. Will you please play the old sports song? My goal in life is to like break out of prison and open for Van Halen. There's a fridge full of this Welch's grape soda if anybody wants some. When I'm not picking on my gut, I'm listening to Last of the Barrage. Midwest, fucking Europe, I don't give a fuck. Get the fuck out. This is my show. I said, oh, R. I am. That's my name from the other end. Hey everybody, this is Conan Neutron. No, you just suck on it. Fuck the audience. Like, What's your favorite radio station? I from the barrage. What kind of psycho walks into this shit? Don't drink Seagram's Escapes. One pound It's gonna ever keep me down. Live. From the barrage. I saw the Grateful Dead twice. You are listening to Live from the Barrage. For some reason, this reminds me of when Slim Goodbody came to my grade school. You are full of shit. Let me do my show, for Christ's sake! I have a great story. Makes sense to me. <laughs> What's wrong with you, baby? John Hulan, fuck you. Uh, hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Hi, John. Hi, Pat. What's up? Nothing. Hi, Ryan. Hello. How are you? Hi, Dave. Hey. Is Dave sleeping? <laughs> Dave nodded off for a I'm second. I'm so there. fucking tired right uh, now. It's... I'm tired. I'm sick. I've been, uh, been are, you shitting... si- are you sick and tired? Yeah. I've been shitting my pants all day. I don't know what the hell's wrong with me. <laughs> I think Pat slipped me a Mickey or hers last night. <laughs> Fucked up. Is that what we call it nowadays? I don't know. A Mickey? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it short for something? Like Micopropol or some <laughs> shit like that? <laughs> Sort of antiquated. Yeah. <laughs> of course, uh, Mr. King uh, with the Stony Brook Farms. <laughs> and it's about, it, you know, the whole the whole thing. And thank you. Welcome back to Live from the Broads. The whole entire Mr. King thing that he sent me is about five and a half minutes long. I like when he curses. And it's <laughs> it's, it's like uh, it's reminiscent of um, the Orson Welles blooper reel. Yes. The Paul <laughs> Masson uh Country, country goodness and green yeah. penis. It, yeah, if you stick around for the whole show, I'll play the whole thing at the end, and then we could just, you know, after we leave, I'll play it. It's fucking funny. We're Dad, under the pattern again this evening, oh. I hear. Yeah, they just switched the planes around again. Like, there was like a, an idiot. There, there was a chopper flying overhead as I was pulling in here. <laughs> Shit was mad loud, Stony B. Stony Brook Farm. Ah, fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, we got a big show today. <clears throat> big. Big, big show. We big got, show. For, for Sweeps Week. Sweeps Week. We're, uh, <laughs> sweeps 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 week. I don't, really don't feel well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, John. And thank you for the, uh, yes, I, all right, Mr. King, I will edit it and play it next week then. Edit. It's funnier by itself. I like it when it's, it's unedited. Fu- it's funnier unedited. <laughs> Stony Brook Farm. Ah, fuck, kiss my cunt. Um... <laughs> I want to know, was Mr. King, were you drunk during that? You sound a little drunk. You sound a little under the weather, as they say. But we have a big show. We have Woody. 
calling in with his uh, review of uh, the Fog Hat record. The record or the show? You mean the show? Goddamn squeaking, beeping on the show. Yeah, I hear that. Fucker. Damn it. Uh, ooh. ooh. No, that, that's <laughs> unplugging that the whole off. show. <laughs> <laughs> I got excited there. It sounded yeah. great. You yeah. sound better when you're quiet. <laughs> Mom, this bullshit. Hello? Yeah. All right. So anyway. We're going to have to power through, folks. Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, yeah, so anyway, big show. Everyone get excited. Yay. Thank you. Go. Uh, Woody calling in with his Foghat review. Uh, we have Jamie DeWolf. Um, you know, he runs a thing called Tourette's Without Regrets. He's a poet, a musician, uh, many things. And he's also, one of the things he is, is the grandson of L. Ron Hubbard, founder of Scientology. And uh, hopefully we'll uh, get to speak to him, not only about that, but about many different subjects. Slam poetry. All that stuff. Fucking, it's it never squeaks like that. But that's what I was trying to oh. tell you earlier. Yeah, but that was before. The that was before point. I started listening to you. See, what, what usually happens before the show is uh, I usually make it here first. Sometimes Pat's here, sometimes. Um, but I'll walk in. John's doing stuff. I usually either have a Seven Eleven sandwich or today, um, you know, uh, Taco Bell. It depends. But uh, um, I'll talk to him, and I can tell he's not listening to me. He's in, like, full dad mode. You remember when, like, you're a kid, and, like, you're trying to talk to your dad while he's doing something? And he's like, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, I heard that. So what's new? And then he doesn't really listen to the answer. And then uh, something will catch, like, every once in a while, something will catch, and he'll bring it up later in the show. And usually when I'm like, I don't feel like talking about this on the air, but blah, blah, blah. And then later he's like, so Dave, uh, tell me about blah, blah, blah. But uh, for the most part, yeah, he just doesn't listen. Like now, he's not listening at all. Are you all. talking about me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was that? Nothing. Were you saying something? You can you can hear it when you edit. I'm trying to fix this fucking drone. I don't know what the sound is. I don't know. It's never that bad. I don't know. It's it seems to be better there. now. Hold on, let me try something. It is like always there. Let me try though. something. Hold on. You guys tune yep. into this on Friday. Still there. Right? To hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, this Live is, radio coming at you. This is some uh, show intro. <laughs> uh, hold on, audience. Yeah. Oh, well. We're busy futzing with things. Fuck it. I don't know what to do. Just start drinking. It'll it, go away. It actually, it sounds better. You know, usually when I turn this down, it stops. Mm-hmm. But now it's like full on. <laughs> Did I do that? Where'd that come from? You never hit the button. Oh, I know I what's happening now. I did that with my mind. It's on loop. I'm trying to do a bunch of different things here. Bear with me. The show's going to restart for, every, for everyone if I don't mute the first track. All right, there we go. Recording, broadcasting. All at once. Uh, the, man's, okay. the man's in an iron lung, ladies and gentlemen. As long as Kazuzak can't hear it, then I'm fine with that. That's the only member of the audience I care about anyway. Sounds like we're flatlining. Remember that movie? Flatliners? Yeah. Fuck. It's really bothering me. Anyway, if you're one of our guests and you're listening to the show now, uh, you can <laughs> jump out a window. We're back. Everything's cool. We swear. All right. Can we talk about uh, the Orwells on the Letterman show? <sighs> yeah, go ahead. Those kids? Yeah. Okay. What kids? What are you talking about? There was a, a, a band called the Orwells appeared on David Letterman. Okay. Right? And they were, like, really young. They were, like, I mean... Like, they looked like to be about 16 or so. <laughs> no, like, they were, like, you know, I mean, like, 20, 21, 22, around there. Like Silverchair. 
Uh, Are they little, foreign? A little older than Silverchair. I don't know. They're from Indiana. Mm. But they came out. Lead singer kind of uh, froze up, flubbed the second verse, missed it, and wound up writhing on the floor. Then they got to the third verse, and he kind of went over and sat in one of the guest chairs and was fucking around. And... Um, they, uh, in they an entertaining way, or he lost it. It was it was entertaining. Uh, no, I mean like they no, lost it, like in the and the the. I mean you wouldn't you wouldn't fucking turn off the television by any stretch of the imagination. You know, I mean it was it was entertaining. But Letterman comes out then after their performance and goes, "Yeah, that's how it's done." And he's applauding. And he's like, "Come on, give us some more, give us some more." And one of the guitarists starts pointing at his guitar, and he's like, "Oh, I broke a guitar string. I can't." And Schaefer's like, come on, one more time, one more time. And the band starts chanting, and they're like, no, we can't. And they kind of freeze up. And so Schaefer's band launches into the tune. And then they start doing it. And then Schaefer comes Schaefer out from behind. Schaefer the Dark Lord? <laughs> yes. And then he comes out from behind the keyboard, and he starts writhing around on the floor. Oh, God. Yeah. Nothing will make you want to like quit kind of music like them. Paul Schaefer but, playing your song. But it was like, I mean, it was. <laughs> he did a was, good job on the Red Fang. They nailed thing. it. He did like a John Lord no, uh, keyboard. No, no they, they, they actually totally nailed it, what the band was playing. <laughs> like they just, yeah, well, you know, they're professional musicians. Yeah. They do all day. Exactly. Session That's what guys. they've been doing for 60 fucking years. They're a group but, of session dudes. Mm-hmm. Throw them together there. Mix them up. But I don't know. There was there was a lot of vitriol directed towards the band. That well, they suck. The like they're not they good. Suck. Who the fuck are they? Like where? Like they played fucking ball. Like, like why? Like there's pe- I'm seeing people on Facebook be like, "How come my band never gets a shot like that?" Because Your you, band don't, sucks. you don't play ball. Like I mean, if you're willing to play ball, these are the types of things that are that, you know, that are, are going to happen. Are they a good? Ba- I mean, is the studio wise like <laughs> like it has the record sound? I I didn't listen to the record. I just it's, here's my the take on it. Yeah, the band sucks. Whatever. There's a million bad bands that have been on Letterman, but everyone's like yelling at these kids like they should. They should have the wisdom of forty-year-old yeah. uh, seasoned I mean, they, musicians. They are, they are kids at the end of the day. Like you know, I mean, they're kids. I would shit myself if a, a national television appearance like that. Do you think you could handle it now? Do you think because uh, you've yeah. been playing as long as I've known you, I've known you more than twenty years. Yeah, it's. I, I mean, handle it you, now, but you guys like, think you, every one of you, think you could get on Letterman right now, go play music, and it wouldn't be a big deal. You wouldn't be like, uh, yeah, five years out. ago, I wouldn't be able to say that, but now. What do you mean a, a, by a big deal? It wouldn't be a big deal. Like you wouldn't be uh, freaking out. And I freak uh, out if there's uh, if there's one person in the audience, I freak out. I, I'm very. It nervous. never shows. But I, I know how to play the fucking you, songs. You so tell I'm me in. stuff like that all yeah. the time, and I, I never see it. You yeah, know, I'm, I'm very out. nervous, man. He gets uh, he gets I've gotten, fear boners. He told me. I've so gotten, if you just look, if you look, <laughs> and there's a little nubbin to the outline of the fear boner. <laughs> I have a theory though about this band. I think something happened before or in the green room or something because what they did on stage wasn't that like offensive to the, Letterman and stuff. There's something else must the be. The impression a, that I'm getting is at that play there because. <laughs> Like, you know, why why would they go out of their way to bust their balls? But, John, what, I, what I'm thinking, is the impression that I'm getting, right, of that is that I'm thinking they were strong-armed in the show because obviously nobody knows who they are, but they're being managed by a company with some other fairly well-known acts. That they wanted to get on. It was a tit-for-tat yeah. kind of thing. So yeah. I think it was right. they were kind of strong-armed in the show, and maybe it was a reaction to that. It probably happened but a still, lot faster I mean, than they expected, It seemed too. like genuine fun. I really don't think the guys were, were clowning them as much as it's being made out to be in the right. Oh, it was, a, it was a clowning. Yeah. Oh, it no, no they, no, they were clowning them, but, you know, I mean, they... They still, like, I mean, if they'd stepped up to the plate and knocked it out, they would have been great. Right, well, they're definitely trying to bring levity to the situation, mm. I'm sure. I want to watch it. Mm. I'll pull it up. Is the band good musically, though? I mean, like, no. is, is it the kind of music any no. of us would listen to? No, I wouldn't. No. Did you ever hear of them before they went on the air? No, nobody did. No. That's, that's part of why, why everybody's all butthurt. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Red Fang was awesome on Letterman, though. They were great. 
go watch that instead. See, that's another thing Jacques brings up there. Rich parents grounded them and took <laughs> took away their publicist. Like, how do you know they have rich parents? How do you know what's at play here? How does anyone know any of that stuff? Yeah, exactly. And Just like, making shit up because everyone's a bunch of angry, bitter old men and their bands, nobody listens to their fucking band. <laughs> tough shit. Tough titty. Tough titty. John, should I... Th- should Titties. I, should we play the audio of this in the background until it gets to the clusterfuck? Play it. Okay. I didn't even notice them fuck up. I don't know. It all sounds the same to me. <laughs> well, the, the singer kind of lost it. It was, it was really... It was the guitarist... Uh, his eyes kind of well, the, the screamed. Kind of lost it. It was, Maybe, it was really whoa, 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 Pat. Uh, uh, you're, his, you're, uh, you're fucking up the radio show. <laughs> you know, maybe it's because uh, he broke the, the mute button string. on there. If you, it, did you, it, it should be did we, Turn down your radio <laughs> Did we see when the guitarist actually breaks the string? Because maybe that fucked them up. I didn't see that either. Uh, they look like clueless kids to me. I don't know. I see why everyone's beating them up. the worst thing I've ever heard. This is your run-of-the-mill bullshit. We're watching it now. The front man does look like Dave Mustaine. He does look like Dave Mustaine. Dave Mustard Stain. Yeah, like I'm annoyed by them already, but I'm not like, Dave, I don't hate them. Dave must refrain. <laughs> he doesn't look sober at all, I gotta say. Are they American? Does anyone know? They're from Indiana. Oh. Don't get much more American than that. Okay. Is that Tony Ash on the base? <laughs> from what? From, uh... This guy doesn't look like he should be leading the lives. He looks like he... The singer doesn't look like he fits with the rest of the band. He's got pro attitude. <laughs> it's like Bad News Bears, and he's the one that's, like, outside smoking cigarettes. And they're like, oh, I heard you can play baseball. What is mini bike? Oh, I did. so what, he's supposed to be singing here, you think, Pat? And he missed well, it, and he's, now he's writhing on the floor? Look at the guitarist. The guitarist looks pretty nervous. Oh, I hear some guitar flubbing. Yeah, yeah he's flubbing. He might have broke the string already. You might be trying to figure out the frets. You never break a string, and you're doing a guitar yeah. lead, and you're trying to count five up on, on the next string. He only needs one string to play this riff. I don't get it. He's on acid. Yeah, they fucked up. Okay, I see what you're saying. Bass player uh, looks like he's got an Ampeg V4. He's on the right track for that. I concur. <laughs> they rented. They, their management chose some nice shit from SIR. <laughs> I wish we could put this on the screen. The audience could watch this with us. If you're at home, sync up your YouTube. All right, now he's going over and he's sitting in the guest chair. He just realized he fucked up on Letterman. <laughs> the career is over. You're going to have a seat and think about what's happening. Yeah, he, he does look fucked like he's up. fucked he's up. He's on pills. All right, but it's nothing that's completely unsalvageable. They that's, seem to come back. Yeah, I think it's fine. And if I was watching this, I'm, I'm da- damn well I'm not changing the fucking channel. Right. So you're saying that Letterman should be happy because he has uh, something... Uh, 
like there's a breakdown going on live. No, I'm not that's talk- interesting. No, I'm not talking about Letterman. I'm talking about, you know, like all the fucking haters on the internet who were like, oh, they totally fucked up and they suck. I was like, well, it's compelling television. They're not changing the channel. Uh, Alright, there they are. Nothing uh, spectacular. Oh, so apparently, if I'm seeing this right, he breaks the string during this outro. Yeah, right there, he just broke the string. Oh, I yeah. think he broke the string before. No, he, he just grabbed the no, string. No, he broke he was, the string he earlier. Did. That's why he was yeah. sitting down. No, and no, no, he didn't. He sounded out of tune? No, he didn't. Broke. Oh, that was wonderful. Thank you very much. <laughs> Orwells. Those are drums? The drummer's like, what? He's not impressed. One more time! One more time! One more time! He's always got got carried away, Paul Schaefer. Now the guitar player's looking around saying, I have broken strings, there's nothing I can do. You better go, Yoga! And that's Paul Schaefer in the band playing the song. <laughs> the singer's pissed too. He's like, <laughs> Paul Shane with a big fucking shit eating grin on his face as usual. Well, there you go. What's the name of that band, Pat? That would be the, the Orwells. The Orwells? The audience is going Oh, crazy now Paul right Schaefer's now. riding around on the floor. <laughs> it's funny They're cutting into Craig Ferguson's time I mean, now String broken or not There was nothing keeping them from launching into a reprise to close the show Like they could have just launched right that, into what, it. But if you're, if you're being clowned Like you know I don't think do they were being that? clowned I think they, You're nuts No Well I mean they had to do something to save the outro of the show was it that they were too cool, or were they like, were they nervous? Like, no, I think they were genuinely nervous. They're fucking kids. For have you looked out loud. up? Like, I'm sure they have a Twitter account. If they've said anything about it or anything, I didn't. I didn't look it up. No, that would entail uh, research <laughs> to the I, subject matter. I, 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 I was I was all busy making sure the 48 families had heat. Sorry, <laughs> not my problem. You shouldn't let them all live in your basement. <laughs> Pipe down down there. Here's to, a blanket. Go to bed. Word hole. It'll be hot water someday. <laughs> Don't fuck with me today. I'm not in the mood. I'll kill all you. Throw everybody out of you. Get out. Everybody out. Starting with Ryan. That's it. Uh, all right. Sorry, Pro Tulio. I know it's not very exciting to to listen to us watch TV, but let's hear your radio show, cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is our train wreck, and we don't even need Letterman. <laughs> how was your week, Dave? Did you get fired or uh, stepped over or anything like that? Or is it, how's your is your relationship going well? My relationship, my <laughs> relationship is lovely, and All right. um, uh, yeah, I had a lot of work events. I didn't get to go home after work any day this week, which was really just. It culminated in me staying out too late last night and calling in sick today because I was like, I need I need a day to just veg out. So, All right, seriously, whoever this person is whose name is just a bunch of P's and B's, I'll stop the radio show right now. You can go listen to something else. I'll turn it off. Okay? Goodbye.
motherfuckers. That was a warning. Piece of shit. Behave yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, mic drop. That's right. I'll stop everything. <laughs> Stupid chat box. <laughs> Keep in mind, Hooli's at the controls, and he's feeling petulant. Chat box justice. <laughs> Assholes. Turn this show right around. That's right, Protulio. <laughs> Marty says, just let me know who won the Ryan game on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop reading this stupid chat box. Fuck all you people. Stop listening to the show. I don't want you to listen to the show. You're not allowed to listen anymore. I got to pee. Go away. I am. <laughs> oh, not you. Not you. <laughs> I need you. Hey, Brian, <laughs> did you see what's in the news today? Yeah, what's, what, what are you? I, I saw it's in the news. <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys because you're both Jets fans that the guy, uh, the tight end, got caught uh, whacking, token, and oh, stroking. Uh, what, he was what, smoking. Which one? Kellen, Kellen Winslow. <laughs> All yeah. right, he's yeah. sitting in his car, uh, smoking synthetic weed and and stroking off with two cans of Vaseline on the on the console. That's, that's awesome. How, that's, <laughs> how, that's how big <laughs> that's it awesome. is. Jeez, that's that's some, that's some weird ass shit. Like like that. I love that. That's great. I mean, I, I feel like. Today's athletes don't have enough personality. It's all like, oh, they made it rain at a strip club and then they like shot someone. And now, like, I mean, like, there's no weird guys anymore. Like, remember baseball in the seventies and eighties had some weird ass dudes. Remember they they give each other hot foots and shit. Oh I, yeah. I think yeah it, <laughs> hockey's the only sport left that's like kind of still a little quirky. But uh, yeah, good for him. Yeah. If he wants to jerk <laughs> off and smoke some synthetic weed, <laughs> just token and stroking by the mighty high. <laughs> I think I have that actually. <laughs> I can already hear that in my head. <laughs> All right, it's gonna take a long time to get to the chorus of "Token and Stroking." <laughs> That's all I got in my notes. Uh, Jets tight end wax off. That's it. That was the post headline. That's wasn't it. it? Uh, Live from Barrage Colon seven one eight. Oh shit! Slow news week. You know, I forgot. To, I, I forgot to do everything. I fucked up this week. I'm sorry, everybody. I ruined the whole show. There's no show next week, by the way. What's going on next week? Uh, what am I doing? I'm doing something. I'm not doing this. <laughs> That's all I. Are you playing a show? About. No, I'm doing something, Ryan. When are you guys going to play a show? Uh, who? My band? Yeah, Risk Reward. We played a bunch of shows in the winter. A lot. But now um, they, uh, they're they playing a show, but you're going to put the tickets on pre-order, right? Yeah. Actually, we're going to be, the next thing we're doing is we're going to be playing on WPRB, hopefully with John Solomon in February sometime, working out the dates. We'll play uh, on that show. Uh, I think it's recorded, and then he plays it on his radio show. I don't know. Should be fun. That sounds good. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm not exactly sure how that works. Whether it's recorded in his home or the studio, or I'll have to ask the Rutabaga dudes how that works, or or John Solomon himself. <laughs> Can always just ask him. Maybe he could call in. We'll find out. Cool. Well, when you do advertise it on the show, I want to uh, definitely tune in for that. Yeah. Hey, I'm is back. It, is it a full moon today or something? I don't no. know. I think it's the opposite. Really? There's no moon. <laughs> New moon. <laughs> I'm the only one with any content. <laughs> you just told me I didn't do any research. <laughs> <laughs> I know. This, the, the one thing you brought up, we talked about it for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> John told me I didn't do any research. 
bastard. I'm not gonna lie, guys. I'm hungover. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. You know what, Ryan? We need whiskey. Hand me some of that whiskey mm-hmm. over there, please, and a, and a shot yeah, glass. Yeah, let's get the show moving. God damn it. Some of this Jameson Select. All right, yeah. Stop admiring it and give it to me. Mm. <laughs> cranky. Why wow, he's cranky? I am cranky. Let's yeah, pissed off. Pants. Sick. Why? You're Later pissed. on the show, we're gonna have um, some uh, new. Uh, we have some uh, feeling gravity's <laughs> pull. Some Martha. Martha's Vineyard Ferries, which was sent to me. Later on in the show, we're going to have a show. <laughs> yeah. And uh, as I said, there's no show next week or any day after that. This is it. This, this is the is last it. show. It's over. I'm sick of it. We're done. Uh, Nothing. I ran out of things to say. Today's the day. Exactly. <laughs> 75 shows. Exactly. This, <laughs> give me that whiskey. Don't worry. The whiskey fixes everything. <laughs> Could you do me another favor, Ryan? Could you take that duct tape off of my bar that you put up there? And I'll do that during the break. Ugh. I don't want that sound in the background. <laughs> Cheers. Is it because I mentioned your fear boner? Is that why you're no, angry? No, no. Okay. I'm not angry in any way. I'm, I'm just in a bad mood. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. Not that we had a good time last night, John. We did. What'd you guys do? We went on a date. Uh, what'd, you, what'd you go? <laughs> Late brunch. <laughs> a little bit of snoodling. <laughs> no, we had rehearsal. Uh, duct tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Solely. Duct. I know. You calm down. Um, Steven Solely. <laughs> He's going to correct me on the on the uh, pronunciation of tools and building materials. You know, I actually. Meanwhile, he I pronounces actually, his surname solely. I actually read that. <laughs> I read that it actually is duct tape. Originally was D U C K tape. Oh, really? It was created before. Uh, I thought it was created in World War II or something. I think it was, but if you someone someone looked that up, who's our uh, who's our researcher? Because I actually think it was Mental Please. Gloss that said duct tape. It actually because huh. like there's were, a brand called duct tape, and I think it was the first company to make. Duct tape. No, I think no, it was. They, they used to uh, tape the ducks together and stick them in the cannons in World War II. <laughs> For a goof. Yeah, and then shoot them at the enemy. <laughs> ducks, really? Yeah. Well, they re- <laughs> steel was very expensive, <laughs> and uh, ducks were plentiful. So they were cranking out these ducks. This is mostly in France, right? There's a lot of ducks in France. Yeah. <laughs> There's another one. <laughs> what about, what about uh, the Germans? Uh, fear ducks. It was. It was originally called duct tape because it was made from duck cloth. Is that right? That's correct. Duck cloth, D-U-C-K? Yeah. yeah. All cotton, right. Cotton, plain cotton duck cloth. This is according to Wikipedia. Oh, I thought you were which just is a edited. genius. No, this is according to Wikipedia, which is edited by who knows. They'll change all that sorts shit. Of, all sorts of wackos sitting in their parents' basements. Who does that? I would actually love to get a guest on someone that's like a super Wikipedia editor. Big Wikipedia I'm, swinging yeah, dick. I, I would just like. I would like to know... Henry Wikipedia the third, because there's got to be some kind of secret perks to that that we don't know about. Like I mean, like do they do they monetize right. it? Because I know there are some companies must. There's some companies because I've worked with this from the marketing side where a lot of a lot of brands have been like, we want a Wikipedia page, but if you're not culturally re- relevant, they they won't give you a page. Like you can put one up and they'll they'll take it down. These guys are like spiteful little virgins. Right. But uh, <laughs> but they but a lot of them make money on the side. Writing your writing your entry for you, and they don't even guarantee you that it won't get taken down. They just say that it's more likely to not get taken down because it's written in a professional manner. It's written the right way, right. and it's written by citations. The the person who wrote it is a well known person, like an actual editor. They get really angry if someone comes on and like their one their one edit is to like is to make their own page and they don't contribute to the community at all. Yeah. So uh, so they'll sometimes take them down out of spite because they're like you. It, it's you know it's like. 
showing up to a party, drinking someone else's beer, and walking away. Like, like you know, you're it's self-serving, I guess. Well, I've read like a like a tremendous amount of Wikipedia Wikipedia pages that read like one sheets. Yeah, you know? so somebody does it for themselves. And yeah, but like, like they're like flat out PR. <laughs> yeah. Like in 2011, they you catch an eye in there to rave reviews. Yeah. Right, stop writing. It's, it's like we know it's universally you. lauded. Yeah, like, I know it's you, you motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know you're in there. You're trying to tell me someone else wrote the latex generation Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> out of the ashes of uh, you know, <laughs> from the ashes, the pantheon. Of, <laughs> fuck off. That's a, <laughs> we talked about that before too. When bands do that, like on their band page, they write about a gig as if that's it's not them. You know, uh-huh. I was like, "Shut up!" I know it's you, Matt. I had to do a. a <laughs> I attempted to do a one sheet for risk reward for our current promo blast. Yeah, blast of promo. And uh, I just I got like two sentences. I was like, I can't do this, and I had to call a friend of mine who's actually a genuine PR person. I'm uh-huh. like, I need your help. There's free records and T-shirts in it for you. Those Puerto Ricans can write. Mm-hmm. I can't write. <laughs> I picked them up outside Gleason's. Um, you can't. <laughs> Just a bunch of day labor yeah, exactly. writers uh-huh. that, who uh, yeah. can review bands and uh, come up with blurbs standing on the corner with backpacks yeah. full of pencils and pens and yeah. a typewriter. Uh, he, was, he was all like, <laughs> gotta go to the Home Depot, pick up some PR directors. Yeah. Like, no, you get them at Staples. I was. Uh, it was funny because he was all like eighty dollars a day, and I'm like, it's ten a.m. Day's half over, B. <laughs> Conan saying uh, writing a one sheet is the worst, and I, I have a feeling because Conan has never written one page of anything in his life. <laughs> Getting the type small enough to fit on one sheet is the hardest part. <laughs> he says something what's funny. A, the basis influence are. <laughs> I think we should go back to like the old '60s ones, which were like. The Kinks, and it's like Ray's favorite color is aquamarine, and like it's like right. things that you don't care about. Like Tiger Beat magazine, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they used to put that inside the records too. Some w- weird fun facts about the van, you know, mm. like uh, you know, <laughs> Stax has a club foot and uh, enjoys crocheting. Yeah. You should make trading cards. <laughs> the best part is it's like all dudes they are like nineteen. It should just be like if it was the truth in in the actual answers, it would be like Ray yeah. likes fapping. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Ringo <laughs> likes fucking. <laughs> Our singer wears a, enjoys wearing a, a Bulls jersey, leather jackets, and looking like Dave Mustaine. <laughs> Can't get that fucking song out of my head now. <laughs> Achievement unlocked. Mission accomplished. It's catchy. I guess they want people to talk about them or whatever. Well, it, I mean, clearly it worked. You better get your what was that, Ryan? Yeah, 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 that was the Orwell's Show. with uh, "You Better Back Home." You're on live from the barrage. Call in seven one eight five seven seven two seven one six. The phones are now working. I hope. Hope someone. I like when somebody calls in, in the beginning and tests the phone for the real guest. I like when someone calls in and we're just mean to them. I don't know why people call in. Like, like, uh, what is what's the upside of calling into the show unless you're a prearranged guest? Because usually we're just mean to you. <laughs> Solely saying you could just leave one sheets at coffee shops with a Spotify link. The dicks will figure it all out. <laughs> <laughs> How are we gonna get on Letterman without a one sheet? <laughs> Remember that back in the day when you had to like send a press kit to to uh, to venues to get books, and they'd be like. Uh, 
don't call us afterwards. We'll call you. It takes it. You normally take seven to nine weeks for us to listen to your to your tape and blah 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 blah. Yeah. Like it was so much harder to get a show back in the day. Right. Like to do anything. Like in a band, like it, you, just, you needed to really get one of those <clears throat> books with all the venues and, and call them all and yeah. you know even uh, you know. And then they'd be like, okay, we show enough interest that you have to then mail them a tape. And then maybe they'll get back to you. Nowadays, you, you just, get you get booked without even knowing it, right? It's, here's a here's my Bandcamp link. That's Dave, like, you just you just managed to pull like some sort of like weird Polaroid from my past. <laughs> it just <laughs> popped into my head that I had to. I was somebody told me to send a and I sent a cassette and a write up to some fucking club in the Lower East Side. I can't even remember who, but it was run by like a, you know some fucking proto Mitzi Shore. <laughs> you know, like vetted all the bands, and she had to listen to each tape herself. But she was like, you know, like in her fucking like mid to late sixties time or whatever. You got the goods, kid. And I ran into <laughs> her, right? And I ran into her one night and uh, down on Lurie's side, and was drinking with someone, or whatever. And she started talking to me, and like I'd never met her before or whatever. But I remember sending this tape to her, and she's like, "Oh, you're in a band?" I'm like, "Yeah." And I said, "Whatever the name of the band was at the time." She's like, "Oh yeah, I remember you. I got a tape from you guys. It was really good." I said, "Yeah, thanks for calling me, you fucking cunt." <laughs> Oh. <laughs> and that's when your residency started. <laughs> Remember when I was a kid reading something a long time ago? It was like, whatever you send to the record label, like write requested material on it, even if no one requested it. It's oh, yeah, there's like, there were the, all those books you'd read at Barnes and Noble that were yeah. like, how to get signed, like how to make it in the music business. It's written by some douche with a ponytail. And Jesse like, Cannon. <laughs> get more fans. Go out and buy that. Jesse Cannon's book. He will teach you how to uh, make your MP3s. Shine like diamonds. And if you need any other help in the actual, Dan Smith can teach you how to play guitar. <laughs> I found I have a Dan Smith bookmark I got at the store. I'm using it to mark my book. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. That's great. We should, we, call, should, we should call him again soon. We really should. should. use it as a capo. We'll get Tommy on it. Now, uh, Tommy's stopping in later. Uh, he's our new producer because he send out, sends out emails. We should ask Dan Smith to join our band. We'd be <laughs> Dan Smith will join your band. Uh, well, I'm, I'm playing guitar. I'm, I'm strictly We're teacher. We're all going to be a guitar. I don't play live shows. I'm strictly teacher. That's <laughs> it. We should throw him off and tell him like we need him as a drummer. <laughs> like our percussionist. Do you we play need... anything else? Yeah, we need you to be like that that bald dude who always plays at like every benefit yeah, that's listen. based in London who like has like finger cymbals and shit. We've heard you play guitar and we're not really impressed. Uh, could you move to percussion or something like that? Keyboards maybe? <laughs> I can move to 12 string. But, I play mean 12 but, string. That's how I make my living. Can you play a gyro? This sound is driving me absolutely fucking bananas. It sounded like you got rid of it for a minute there. Yeah, I did. I'm unplugging the computer. Oh. I guess I could see. Oh. Still makes no sense. Why would that sound be looping back? It sounds maybe it's some sort of ground loop. Yes, I think you're, you're correct. You're correct. Take it down 20 dB. <laughs> Let's sample it and send it back in reverse phase. Oh, it's genius! <laughs> what was the shittiest club you guys ever played in New York? I mean, I, I Charles Tron. Oh, really? I love that place. <laughs> it's because the people are such dicks. I think, like, no, I'm thinking like, like the spy. You ever played the I spiral think it was back in the day? By the Orwells, played the spiral. Was, uh, I'm trying to think of what other places just uh, really fucking sucked. Uh, where was, where was that? Fucking real the dumb. Spiral, where was the spiral. The spiral on on Houston and Essex. Next to the, uh, the, the the shady grocery store. <laughs> Which actually, you know what? For whatever reason, I've found myself watching, you know, that, that last day of Gigi Allen. Yes. So yeah. your mother has a dick? 
and they're they're standing on the corner there. Uh, no, right outside, Sam, was. right outside the spiral, trying to hail a cab. And they're like, I don't know why all these people are following me. And he's throwing garbage cans. It's just a fucking retard. He's wearing a skirt. Who? What was the uh, Gigi Allen? Oh. What was the best show? Surprising behavior from Gigi Allen. He's usually so bizarre. John, I love that he was wearing a skirt. Was the one thing that made John's ears prick like, up. What? All of a sudden, Dad decided to listen. Woody Hines has the Pussycat Lounge. Anyone ever play that? Oh, that was the worst. <laughs> they had house. they had the the oldest, nastiest women in the world, like stripping upstairs, and then you play downstairs. We were supposed to play with um, um, uh, what's his name? The dude from Bad Brains. HR? HR? Not HR. HR? Dr. No. Dr. No. And uh, he canceled last minute. Uh So it was just, it was my old band. A member of the Bad Brains being unreliable? (laughs) And uh, it was like, we played to like, and it was was just weirdly set up, and there was like weird balcony alcoves and shit, and like it was was just not a fun show at all. And uh, it was in like the worst possible area in like the financial district, and it was just, yeah. Mm. There, was, there was always like all sorts of weird places. The Orange Bear, I remember that place. <laughs> that was and, run uh, by like the Russian mob. Yeah, the Orange Bear, and there was oh, they, uh, they put out cots at that place. You, you like know, tape? The audience we, always we make asleep. tape for you. Take tape, ten dollars. I said ten thousand dollars. I fell off the stage at the Orange Bear. Yes, I was so drunk, did. I was playing by myself. <laughs> It was a one-man show, and you fell off the stage? Yeah. That's great. Fell right off the stage. <laughs> what were you playing? Was it like you and acoustic guitar? <laughs> no, I had an electric guitar, but I was just by myself, like uh, a la, you know, Robin Hitchcock or something like that. It was like one of those weird <laughs> Wednesday night shows, too, right? Yeah, exactly. There was like seven people there, five of them you knew. I was drunker than the orange bit. My favorite John Houlihan performance, unfortunately, I wasn't there for it. But it was uh, John was playing uh, for CMJ, and I happened to be in Ireland at the time, so I couldn't I couldn't be there along with him. But uh, a singer songwriter started playing beforehand, uh, and uh, she sat down at the piano and started playing. And like, and this is like a really like intimate corner venue. It's not a big place by any stretch of the imagination, right? And so. She sits down and starts. Oh, I was stroking there. the keys. This and is great. Going into her thing, and then like she gets like three Fuck. minutes into a song and fucking just completely loses the plot right. altogether and starts to scream at the audience. <laughs> she started yelling at us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're being very rude. I'm pl- trying to play a show here. If you're not going to pay attention, I don't know why you bothered coming. If you want to talk, why don't you go stand outside? And we all listened to her. <laughs> that was the best. She berated the and entire crowd. we all just crowd. sat there and watched her, and she was terrible. But then Houlihan gets up on stage after her and plugs in a guitar right, and tunes it and then puts the guitar down and goes over to the piano and starts playing the piano and starts berating the crowd. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, you know, it takes a lot of work for us to get up here. Uh. I I always liked when you guys were instead of just being risk reward, you were just whoever wrote the songs, and you'd play the show under that person's last name. And, that was, yeah. but usually you'd play like at least two shows a night. So far, so it would be Pat, the Pat Walsh band. You guys would all get up there and play a song, and then it would be Hulahan. I can just rearrange uh, instruments, just swap. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. Yeah, it'd be the same dudes. Hello, you're on call. You're on the air. Yeah, what's up, dude? Finish up your fruity little story there. Yeah, we're done. Is this Woody High from, yeah. the, from the band Mighty High? We're ready for your fruity little story. <laughs> uh, you know, you guys talking about things. Have you ever seen the documentary of the uh, Isle of Wight Festival from 1970? I haven't. I've read about uh, it. I've not seen the movie. 
it's one of the last performances that Hendrix did, and uh, I think also The Doors, but uh, Joni Mitchell uh, does basically that very same thing. You know, she starts playing her fruity little piano stuff, and people are screaming and throwing shit at the stage, and she has this big meltdown. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Must Google. Sounds, sounds almost exactly like what that what that girl was saying to you. I mean, almost word for word. Maybe, maybe she was a Joni Mitchell fan who was performance art. <laughs> May, oh, that would be something if she could pull that off. People. Well, hold on. Here's the bigger question. John Houlihan's the solo performances? <laughs> this oh, is yeah. Many years days. ago. This is, uh, uh, you know, 15 years ago or something. Yeah, I used to do a couple solo performances. Sure. Sure great. I did. Nobody wanted to play with me. They were great. I had to play by myself. You still there? <laughs> with you. <laughs> What's happening, fellas? I just got off duty. What did I miss? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> The show's been awful. We've actually been waiting for you to call in. Yeah, Tommy oh. Rockstar. Well, you have a good guest just tonight. Just showed up. Yes, we do. Yeah. We do have a That's good guest. That's going to be fucking mint. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, he'll be uh, he'll be ready to talk, because I, I'm sure not in the mood to... I, I gotta start yeah. I've got to start showing up here a little earlier. i got to start showing up here a little earlier. because Tommy's guys, here to save the day. You guys, oh, Tommy's, in the, Tommy's in the Tommy's house. Tommy's, nice. just, Tommy's just joining us right now. So just walked in a few minutes ago. You guys sound like a bunch of cranky, angry motherfuckers coming over here. <laughs> nah, we expect okay. you to produce from afar, <laughs> <laughs> not to be in here. That, does that, what does they, that say? They're that all, clock they're says 842. You're in a garage not, in Queens. No one's really that happy. No. no. It's no. cold in here, and mm. um, I didn't wear enough socks. This is beautiful. It's 44 degrees today, 40 degrees right now. It's like summer. It's great. After all the 17. empanadas are gone. Yeah. <laughs> So, Woody, the reason I wanted you uh, to talk to you today was because you went to the Foghat show last Friday. I went. I took a slow ride down to the Starland Ballroom in Slayerville, New Jersey. To see Slayerville. Slayerville. I like what you did there. <laughs> and uh, how was it? Don't... It was. It was. It, it was really, really good. It was. It, I, I was expecting it to be, you know, okay, but they 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 were really, really good. The how many original Earl, members? And uh, Roger Earl is the sole surviving member from the early tapes. Uh, Craig McGregor, the bass player who was on the live album and a bunch of other their big albums from the 70s, is in the band. One of the best rhythm sections I've ever seen. I mean, you know, tight, tight as shit, you know. Like, when you get a bass player that can really, really play and a, and a really good drummer playing together, it's like, holy shit, these guys can fucking boogie. <laughs> Did you go by yourself again? Yeah, I went by myself. No one wants to take a slow ride with me, so I do it. I'm, does, I'm, your, does your old lady not like the uh, like the music that you like? She loves actually. She loves Foghat, but uh, you know it, we couldn't. We can't afford to have a babysitter stay until like two o'clock in the did morning. You ever, so. did, yeah. did you have a rock and roll prenup? No, I should have. So you know, it's actually a good. Sorry, idea. I, I found some Tori Amos and Sarah McLaughlin CDs after we got married. So. Oh. Hey, are they all mixed in with your stuff now, or do you keep your uh, collection separate from her? Totally, completely separate. Right. <laughs> she you put all I... her CDs into like some photo albums, and they're just sort of like sitting in a corner untouched for about eight years now. You don't want to like... <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I'm looking at the chat box, and I'm just cracking up with Jock asking... Uh, he has a really good question. Did they play Slow Rock? <laughs> of course, yeah. It was the grand finale. <laughs> I like when a band has one hit and they. Not to say the Foghat only had one hit, but the I like when bands have one hit and they open and close the show. Yeah, bookend. Actually, <laughs> do a little bookend. Actually, yeah. Dave, we went to go uh, to the, our boy Andy Animals like Meltdown the other in August uh, last summer, and uh, none he, of those words make any sense to me. But go ahead. <laughs> he brought. Um, why am I brain farting right now? He brought uh, snacks. 
No, no, no. no. <laughs> the dude who sings sandwiches. The dude who sings in in the summertime. Da, na, 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 na. Mungo Jerry. Mungo Jerry. Mungo that's Jerry. it. I don't know why I forgot that. And Mungo Jerry, uh, he brought that as his big hit about three songs in. And then he reprised with it. And he brought it one more time. So uh, it was like. Well, I know. I, I heard something about um, his only hit. Don Mc, yeah. Don McLean will play American Pie first, and then he goes. Got Mungo now you can Jerry leave. coming next weekend. <laughs> he's the wow, he's a bitter so ass. He's he? from England. It's pretty in the summertime. Yeah. 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 Wow. wow. Actually, maybe, maybe I can't believe you kept that whole clip. I keep it all, my friends. I have tabs on. You have everything we've ever said on the show on, in your in your soundbite. Apparently, board. that's right. And you know exactly where everything is. It's the greatest thing. Oh, I, know, I remember us singing Mungo You've Jerry. Never, I didn't know what to expect. It was from never disappointed. The last time I brought it up. That's right. I think the records. I saw Link Ray play Rumble three times once mm. in the show. Yeah. To open with it, stuck it in the middle, and then ended with it again. Maybe he just forgot to play the other song. I think I think that was it too. I also saw him get. He got to find out that he had an illegitimate son while he was on stage at one of the shows that I saw. Really? And he brought it up on Mike. His this guy who was fitting image of Link Ray, like circa 1957 was there with his girlfriend and she basically just started screaming at him link won't you even acknowledge your son <laughs> did you say oh, illegit God. son yeah they had never met before <laughs> illegit totes illegit <laughs> to so he, I, I don't think link really understood what was going on and someone explained it to him and he pulled some guy on stage and it was the wrong kid <laughs> oh. <laughs> It was really sad. <laughs> Screaming Jay Hawkins is the last ten sh- ten years of his career, which is his shows were just populated by his children. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Who's the uh, yeah. some guy inside of the stage screaming at him? Rumble, just play Rumble, Rumble again, Rumble. <laughs> Who's the opener at Fog Hats? Uh, there was a couple openers. I missed all of them except for a band that played right before Fog Hat. I think they were called Woodfish. <laughs> and uh, John would have really liked them. They were actually maybe Dave would have liked them too. They had a, they were like a jam band with a sax player, and half of the they sounded <laughs> kind of like the flesh tones, but with like they would cram in like a Dave Matthews jam in the middle of every song. Right up Dave's alley. <laughs> <laughs> the yakety sax jam. <laughs> Stick around for Foghat. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever noticed? Like I, I, I've gotten really into seeing what the first song the sound guy will play after the band's done and how they use that as a weapon mm-hmm, sometimes mm-hmm. like if a band really sucks oh yeah they'll pick like a they'll pick a song to like to to razz them on and like i uh i don't know why i guess yakety sax just made me think of that like <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, after like this really touching solo set it's all uh you know about feelings and there's the last chord rings out and, uh, i think the I, sound I don't man <laughs> just blast this on, <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say up. i think i don't want to fucking listen to you by mighty high should be in every sound man's <laughs> arsenal <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me i don't know how to pull up sound clips uh, so Woody, uh, I bet if we wrote a song called "Get Off the Fucking Stage," like every sound guy would play it after totally. every band. I know a yep. few guys. How about uh, we write a song called "Tip the Sound Man, Get Off the Stage"? It could be our concept album about playing at a shitty dive That's bar. A pretty good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Woody, who sings for Fog Hat these days? Plural. The singer for Fog Hat is a guy named Charlie Hune, who was with uh, Ted Nugent for a long time, and uh, a lot of other bands. The slide player. Brian Bassett 
was phenomenal. He was sort of handpicked by Rod the Bottle Price of Foghat to be his successor before he passed away. The guy was phenomenal. Ah. And they called him the bottle because he, he was the slide player, right? And he used the bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, guy, the guy was phenomenal. phenomenal. I, thought he, I thought he drank himself to death. <laughs> yeah, that too. Did it at the same time. That too, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he used to keep his uh, whiskey in the, in the slide. <laughs> So what? Uh, uh, what? How how long did it take you to get there? You went to New Jersey by yourself, and you you saw it no took, one. You it know? took just, uh, just you know it was the day that uh, Bridgegate uh, was uh, really mm. you know came to four last Friday, right? And uh, you know I had to go through Staten Island, and uh, you know the roads were wide open, baby. I was flying down there. I made it. I made it there in about forty five minutes, and then uh, coming home, I. I drove a little bit slower because I had had a couple beers, so I wanted, didn't want to call any attention. How many myself, Bud Lights so. did you consume at the concert? <laughs> I had a I had a grand total of five beers throughout the night. What kind of beer? Just Budweisers. Two Budweisers. Yeah, the Budweisers. Forty ounce. Oh, by no, the way, who brought a forty of Bud here last week? That would be me. I haven't brought a Bud forty. You, or you a drank price. half of it. I don't drink. <laughs> I got to drive everywhere. I'm like, why so, over here? Buy twenty. Why'd you buy forty? Well, I thought I'd go through it, but I went a little <laughs> slow ride on it, you know. Oh, I have to say that is practical. Dude, you didn't, you uh, didn't finish your forty ounce court. That's weak. No, it sir. It is weak. I threw half of it out a little while Sorry. ago. Sorry. When you're not in high school, forties really or homeless. Forties really suck because you get like a, I don't drink fast enough anymore. That like yeah, it gets all warm the and shitty. It's all warm the and like it's filled with your backwash. But it's cool when it's snowing out. You should have poured it out on the curb. Yeah. Stick it in the snow. Plus, it's heavy. Dude, you got to use a straw. I don't like to uh, like to uh, you know I don't need to curl ten pounds of beer to take one little sip out of a forty. Use a straw. I, I, it's right. Uh, that's the old uh, homeless guys, man trick. These guys the, make uh, enough fun of me already. I don't need to use a straw. <laughs> I'm oh, waiting for how, how many how many Bud Lights has Ryan had so far? I'm on my second. He just He's offered me a Blue Moon yet. or whatever. He's I drinking Blue Moons, which might be worse than Bud Lights. <laughs> I think it's the same thing as Bud Light. You know, if you're if you're ever right? with a if you're ever with a girl and she asks you to get her a beer and you don't know what she drinks, just get her a Blue Moon. They're, <laughs> no. always, they're always happy. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty tasty. Yeah. I like Blue Moons. Unless you're in Brooklyn, get her a Blue Point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't like wait a second. Point. Wait a second. If I'm ever with a girl, uh, you lost me. <laughs> You know, if they're I don't need the it. rest of the instructions. <laughs> hey, so I want to know when, are you, when are you, you should have Ryan's old lady on to give out the empanada recipe out to the air. <laughs> we want to have your old lady on. We want your old lady on. We to think, replace her. Really we want it, we want her to tell uh, tell us how you live because I don't believe that your wife is even real. <laughs> I don't believe she exists. I think it's like planes, trains, and automobiles, and she died a long time ago. Oh. It's just like, there's no real truth to it. We're going to have that moment where we realize that he's he's uh, been dropping hints the whole time. I didn't know you were so lonely, Woody. I don't I don't want to look this. I don't want to look it up or anything, but does your wife uh, is she ever on Facebook or she's off Facebook? No, no, she's totally uninterested. Are you doing? She's pretty she's also totally un- uninterested in my in my band and my friends now. <laughs> I just Are got- you- are you doing all the home renovation to hide a corpse? <laughs> yeah, that should. I just yes. got this crazy vision of all our significant others taking over these spots and just having an all-woman show. We've, yeah, we, we've discussed oh that God, already. Dude, that would be horrific. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to hear what they got to say. Yeah, your wife will call in. All our wives will be here. We'll have Woody's old lady on the phone. Kazoo's mom on the chat box, <laughs> and she can give us the uh, she can give our wives the review of the Sarah McLaughlin show. They're gonna they're gonna gossip I'm, about the wife. I'm actually, that's not you here. know, the, I think it actually could happen because I I, I I guarantee you that no one would figure out how to actually transmit the broadcast or record <laughs> oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a bigger burn if it sounded better. <laughs> and Woody, you started a Facebook group today to keep uh, keep all the mellow jams out of your heavy metal Facebook group, and uh, it was about what was it called, like sandals. 
brunch sandals and mellow jams. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> these guys, they started these, uh, this group about, uh, you know, the proto-punk, proto-metal, like all 70s heavy rock shit. And then, of course, you know, 10 minutes into it, everybody's like, dude, check out this Donovan jam. It's pretty good. And I'm like, no, it's lame. Was that, you know, was that Dean Respler that was doing all of that? <laughs> No, it was other. You know, it's mainly Europeans. You know, they always <laughs> they always got to post the you know the lame gold earring and focus jams. Fucking you know, it's like hey, it's twenty minutes. It's got a fifteen minute flute solo. It's really grooves. So <laughs> I decided to. I said, here's a group where you can talk, talk about all the fruity shit. You know, you can talk about acoustic guitars and where you like the brunch and all the other shit that I don't approve of. So yeah, that group was pretty great. Uh, the first one, there were some heavy jams in that group. It was fun. Oh yeah, yeah. It's starting to come back now. So okay, as a, now that you've diverted, there's a 23 year old French girl that's been posting some really good shit too. What did you post the other day? You posted a. Like naked pictures? No, good? he posted a song, and I said, I got him now, because I know there's the, the whole mellow fucking section in the middle of this song. And I watched the YouTube video he posted, and it, it, it had it edited out. <laughs> there's no mellow part. See? You can't bust me. I, I was totally ready to bust you. I was like, I know there's like a flute, and there was a whole breakdown. Couldn't bust All right, me. now, the other, the other question I have for you is, when are you going to have uh, Julene on? The, oh. the sex uh, PhD. PhD. Uh, she's a doctor of uh, sex. Of, sex, of sexiness. Yeah. Yeah. Doctor Love. And uh, she's now uh, Dean's old lady. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny at the party. I would, re- I would really love for her to interview uh, Mario on the air. <laughs> well, we want to find out why Mario is uh, disappointed that he's never been able to have homosexual sex. <laughs> what? And I think she can get to the bottom of it. Speaking oh, of- I, th- I, th- I think it would probably take about 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. It was really embarrassing at the party. I was like, you know, you could have brought your husband. Uh, and she's like, oh, uh, we got divorced. Dean's my boyfriend. I was like, oh, 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 whoops. <laughs> hey, thanks for coming. Uh, have a cranberita. I'll be over here in the corner. Many collars were pulled that evening. Speaking of Mario, uh, I brought Mario a present today. Because uh, I don't know if you guys know Did this. you bring my band CD? Because that would be awesome. It's a, no, <laughs> that would be amazing. Hold on one second, Woody. Let me uh, answer this call. I don't know when to say. Oh, yeah. When Hello, you're call. To... You're on the air. Hi, this is Jamie DeWolf. How's oh, hey, Jamie. Hey. How's it going? What's up, Jamie? What's going on, guys? Nothing much. How you been? How's everything? Great. Let me... Uh, did I just hang up on Woody? <laughs> Woody, I... are you gone? Hello, Woody. All right, I hung up I on him. Woody. Sorry, Woody. Hey, I'll, Woody. Get, I'll uh, call you back. Hey, Jamie. What's going on, man? Uh, quite a bit in the past week and a half, that's for sure. <laughs> what was that? Quite a bit in the last week and a half. Everything was just kind of, kind of gone nuts. Really? What, what's going on? What do you mean? Yeah, it's, well, I mean, that, uh, performance piece I got about the Elron joint is flying all over the place, so. Yeah, we just watched it before the show, uh, it's a great clip. Thank you. <laughs> Did you. Do you work all that stuff out with those musicians? Like, uh, all right, when I say uh, this line, you know, there's, there'll be no music, or they just kind of freeform do it, or what's the deal? I mean, I actually wrote that piece maybe seven days before it, and the night before hosted an entire show in a wrestling ring, and then did that show the next day. And so I was pretty terrified, actually. Most of the time when I'm closing my eyes, it's because I'm actually not trying to be melodramatic. I'm just trying to remember what the fuck I'm saying. Um, and uh, the band itself, yeah, we did, uh, we did like two rehearsals earlier that week. And they came up with the music really, really quick. Um, the idea was kind of like on a Breaking Bad sort of outlaw guitar riff, which right, I loved yeah, immediately. Yeah, yep. And then, uh, yeah, it just went on from there. I don't think I had any idea when I was doing that piece probably would have made me more terrified uh in general that it would have had such 
impact. At that point, it was just like, let's just get this show done and get this story out there. And then once it went online, it just went nuts. I mean, I've gotten calls from all over the world. There's like all kinds of people, you know, wrecking on Scientology, posting it all over the place. I've gotten emails from people who like knew Elrond personally. People like sold him, you know, as various secret locations. People have been in the cult for like 20 years coming out. It's, it's been nuts. That's awesome. Hey, uh, now that I was watching all these things, excuse me a second. I'm stuttering because I'm, I'm nervous. <laughs> I was watching all these uh, these videos and interviews you're doing, and I'm wondering, like, do you, you never had any firsthand experience with Scientology, right? Other than you're being born into it. Yeah. Thank so, God. Like, so, so <laughs> is it kind of weird that people think like, oh, you're a, sort of an expert on it or something, when when really you've never been, uh, you know, you've never been indoctrinated into the uh, into the cult and all that stuff. Yep. Right. The um, I mean, a lot of it is stuff that uh, I've been told through much of my life off the record from my family, um, and then also meeting people all throughout kind of my journeys and finding out more and more on kind of their personal testaments. I mean, I feel really lucky that I didn't have to have it directly, you know, inflicted upon me because of the damage that it causes to people. And in some ways, it's been helpful because um, I'm able to kind of explain it in more of like an everyman kind of language um, right. versus kind of coming coming from the cult mindset. So I think people like, they might be able to view my opinion as a little more like reasonable right. um, than someone who's gone through and has actually sit there, you know, electrifying themselves, uh, giving therapy to alien souls, possessing their body. <laughs> yeah. That sounds reasonable to me. I don't know what your problem is. That sounds, you know, it sounds believable. I'm, I'm ready to join up. Let's do it. It's amazingly contrary. And I love, I watched that piece. It really was moving. It's, it's, you really speak from the heart, man. It's a real, it's really cool that you can come out and not be afraid to talk like that, you know? Thanks. Now, I, have, I, I actually uh, have to ask, Jamie, it's it's a weird thing because you're still talking about your family. I mean, and, and I know it's not, you know, it's not a man you knew personally, but does it is there a part of you that that when people, you know, when you're talking to people and they respond with a, a whole bunch of vitriol and all of that, that you there's a maybe even a little part of you that's like, that's my family. Like, I mean, mm. it, does that ever come into play at all that, like, you know, you're, you, you mentioned sharing genes. So, I mean, it's it's definitely at a biological level, do you feel protective of your family at all during this whole process, I guess? No, no. I mean, it's also, I think I have a little more of a conflicted opinion on L. Ron uh, himself than I think it even gets portrayed is because, you know, part of me definitely as a showman and a performer myself, I kind of got to respect his hustle. I mean, I have to respect that this mm. guy completely freestyled his entire empire, lied his ass way to billions of dollars and died getting away with all of it. Um, part of me has to kind of respect that kind of just audacity to be able to be a science fiction writer and be like, oh, wait a minute, hold on. I found this whole new science I invented. He said, this is fact. You know, all that stuff about aliens that I had in the other books. Okay, well, I made that up. But this over here, though, this is a brilliant discovery that it can't <laughs> save the planet. And that's going to cost you $40,000 for me to tell you about it. You know, I mean, that's <laughs> that's pretty ballsy that you're able to do that. And... A lot of my kind of initial, when I was a kid, Elrond was actually a hero of mine because I didn't know he created a cult when I was very young because my grandfather, Elrond Jr., was still alive and he was very sick and he was actively battling against the cult. So it was an absolute, like, don't bring this up around him. But, I mean, he would talk to me about him only in terms of that he was a writer and he 
was an inspiration to me because I was like, well, you know, my writing's in my blood. I love writing. And I would be sitting on my knees as a little six-year-old, like typing away in my room. And I'd have Elrond books, you know, next to me. But we never had Dianetics in the house. I didn't even understand that he was a cult leader until um, a few years later when I was a little Christian kid passing out pamphlets on the apocalypse and Antichrist and Armageddon <laughs> and all that joyous stuff. And, uh, and then a pastor handed me a book that was about cults. And I was going through it, and what do you know? There's Elrond, same picture I'd seen in, you know, my aunts and uncles' houses. And, um, and that's what, you know, started me asking questions, and it was an incredibly painful subject. I mean, this is something that none of my family want to talk about. They, they, don't, they don't do interviews. They don't go on the record. Um, and even when I started asking questions, they were kind of terrified because they felt that they were trying to shield and protect us from this whole sort of evil empire and the last thing they wanted was any one of their kids to, you know, jump down the rabbit hole. And, you know, since then, I think that my family has been, um, they've been, uh, you know, in my corner a lot more in terms of kind of trying to expose it for what it is. But they've definitely been very worried about my safety for a very long time. Yeah. You and, think, uh, that, uh... you know, but no, I, I don't, I don't have, I, I don't think, uh, I don't think Elrond was just, you know, strictly a bad guy. I don't think that. Elrond Jr. was a saint by any means either. And I think that's kind of what makes it more fascinating is the fact that I'm living evidence of the human toll of it versus like it getting lost in South Park satire and, you know, like the discussion of cults and, and you know, mind bending and so forth. Because like ultimately that what that piece is about is a story of a father and a son. And the religion was the thing that basically brought them together and kind of ultimately destroyed them both. I mean, by the end, Elrond was on the run. He was in hiding. He had, you know, pretty much vanished from the world for almost yeah. a decade. And uh, and while he was vanished, his son was out literally exposing him and trying to flush him out of hiding, which was why he was so dangerous, because he was actually postulating that his dad was dead or that his dad was lost his mind and that people were manipulating them. And so that is why it became such an incendiary uh, lawsuits and cases and, and why they hunted him so far is, is because... It, it became more than personal, and near the end of his life, he, he just wanted to, to, for the truth to come out. And everybody thought he was insane. My grandfather, Junior, they're like, what you're saying is absolutely nuts. You're talking about black magic. You're talking about alien souls. What the hell is all this? Your grandfather and never bought into any of the Scientology nonsense? What did you say? Your grandfather, Elron Junior, never bought into the, the into Scientology? No, he was. He was actually one of the top ranked members um, early on and in the early uh, in the early fifties, and was actually wrote a lot of the handbooks on how to deal with opponents. Right. And he would go and manhandle people, and he would beat them up, and he'd blackmail them, and he'd like. I mean, he did all that dirty stuff. So later, when Scientology made him a target, he would just kind of laugh sometimes. I'm sure rarely, but. He would laugh sometimes because these, these agents were literally enacting a protocol that he helped design himself. And that's why he was always really aware of how they're going to come after him and, and, and in what ways and what tactics. Right. So they're incredibly hard to predict. And they kind of go for, uh, you know, all of your nerve centers of your life. And I mean, but he was definitely a part of it. And I think he had a lot of guilt over that in some ways that he kind of viewed that he was an accomplice to it. And near the end, when he saw, certainly when it just kept going and kept becoming more and more just insane in the way it dealt with people and its reach and its power, 
um, you know, especially in the 70s. We're talking like government break-ins and just like massive smear campaigns and character assassination and all that, that uh, he just didn't want to have any part of it, and he wanted the story to come out. You know, did they so ever? Did they ever? By doing it myself. Did they ever get him? Did they ever? Uh, or they paid him off, right? Uh, at the very, very end, once Elrond died, um, they basically, they basically gave him, uh, uh, from what I understand, a check. Where it's basically like, just look, your dad's dead. You know what I mean? Your your battle with him is over, but the church is going to continue, and you're not. You know, I mean, he was wow. sick. He had diabetes at that point. He had, you know, when I was a kid, it's like he, you know, he had his foot amputated, you know, at a point. And so he was just really battered from like, I mean, it was like over a decade where he was basically at war with him, getting followed by private investigators, going through his trash, leaving threatening photographs in the mailbox. You know, I mean, just this constant sense of just being hunted. And near the end, I think he just like, he wanted to do what he could for his kids. And so he signed away, you know. What about your dad? From what I understand, that's all really murky, even in my own family. Where does your dad stand on all this? Did you have a relationship with your father? Uh, No, well, not really. (laughs) My my real dad, actually, so Elrond is on my mother's side. Um, My real dad pretty much bounced um, when I was rather young. Um, He was a very religious man himself and then sort of kind of fell from faith and then went his own way. But you didn't really have anything to do with uh, the Scientology stuff. Your mom not, he, never got involved. No, he never got involved. So I mean, I mean, it was uh, Elrond Junior. My grandfather, also my great aunt, uh, were all heavily involved. My grandmother used to be Elrond's personal typist. Um, she's still alive, and uh, she won't talk about it. You know, I mean, a lot of people won't won't even go there. They just, I mean. Some of the stuff that I've been saying and, you know, learning, some of my relatives are realizing they don't even know yet. How you can, know? How, and so how I can, became kind of the weird, like, <laughs> the weird, the weird, like, sort of pseudo-researcher slash target. And, you know, they kind of stand back and they're like, you know, hey, we support you, but be careful because we what, saw what happened ourselves. Why are you not afraid? Uh, what makes you uh, brave? And fearless. Uh, well, I'm not afraid. I'm definitely, I'm definitely would not say that I'm not afraid. <laughs> right, but do you have like? It's kind of like going against a billion dollar cold empire, you know. And I'm, I'm a little crazy, little crazy indie artist, you know. And I'm a filmmaker and performer, and and it just got to a point where I realized that the story was going to probably die with me within my own family. And someone had to say something. I mean, how long do you let these people push everybody around and threaten them and scare them off from from what they have to say? And part of how that story happened and why I wrote it is because the host of uh, NPR, Snap Judgment, he really encouraged me. He was like, you know, look, th- this is this is the story of your family. You know, this isn't just a story of like a cult. This is this is literally in your blood. This is like your right. tale, and it's pretty pretty fucked up to like you know have someone terrified about talking about their own direct ancestry and certainly the whole connection has definitely fueled a lot of what i do like in terms of putting on shows and and going out and working with like crazy troubled youth and stuff like that is is part of that same impact that you can have a lot of impact in your community and in your world that you can choose to do it in different ways. You know, I choose to manipulate people for their entertainment <laughs> and to make more noise or to laugh or to be entertained. It's like a cult that, of slam poetry that you're having over there in Oakland. 
You have well, a bunch of followers. I mean, the show but... I do out here is pretty, pretty insane, and I'm the ringleader of that. But I mean, it, it celebrates individuality versus just worshiping me. Yeah, we're you talking know, to Jamie whole... DeWolf. Uh, just to remind people, Dave, you had a question for Jamie? Yeah, I was actually just wondering if um, if they've ever tried, or if you think they would try and recruit you back. If you were, if you had ever decided that that was something that you would want to, or, or are they so <laughs> dubious of you now that it would never, it would never happen? Like, they would... sit down and let's talk. That would be really interesting. Um, I would love to have that conversation just to kind of talk with them face to face would be because they've always sort of lurked around the corners in my life. You know, and the first time that I performed about them was in 2000 and they came after me immediately and How? they ran into my mom and they ran into my brother and I missed them by about an hour. My mom had already like kicked them off the front porch and warned me and said, you need to be careful. And you know, I, I started using pay phones and, you know, watching where I went by myself. And, oh, and man. What, like did the, what did they say when they show up on the lawn? Is that the first time that ever happened to you? Uh, yeah. So life? basically this piece that I wrote, um, it went online, just an audio of it. And within like, it was like two days or something. They're immediately after me. They've been, I guess, following and asking questions around me at like various, you know, bars and cafes and venues that I had called them kind of performed that and they had this whole cover story that they were performers doing a show with me and they wanted to kind of dig up dirt wow. and so forth and i don't really think that they were i i don't know i mean I've, I've always tried to find out exactly from people who have left since what exactly was their agenda what what exactly was their battle plan um at that point i think once that they actually realized tangibly when they met my mom and they were like, do you know that once she kind of completely dismantled their cover story of we're doing these show with him, we want to find out more about him. And she's like, what show, who are you? Where, where, you know, and she dismantled it. And she said that she could kind of recognize who they were right away in terms of just kind of their blankness, um, the kind of questions that they're asking. And so she finally nailed them and she's like, what is this about? And then they kind of hedged and then they were like, well, this is, uh, are you aware that your son is claiming to be the great-grandson of Elrond Hummer? She says, they said, is that true? And she said, yeah, you're talking to Elrond's granddaughter right now. And that really shook him. Yeah, um, because he doesn't And know. she basically kicked him off the porch. And I think part of it is, is that I'm, I, I feel like I do have a slight amount of, I stress on slight amount of protection because of the fact that, that my side of the family is such a, a nasty narrative that they don't want illuminated. They don't want Scientologists to think that there was another Elrond walking the planet who completely denounced, you know, his father and dismantled it and was a Scientologist himself at some point and really was instrumental in revealing who his father really was. That's really embarrassing and it's nasty and they want to keep that hidden as, as yeah, long as they Yeah, anybody like a guy like you, you'd think be public enemy number one. Or, or anyone who's been in the church who has left the church and then speaks out against the church is very dangerous to them, and they're afraid of that. I don't know what the, yeah. the hell they're so afraid of. I mean, everyone who's not in the, in, in the cult of Scientology laughs it off and thinks it's ridiculous. Like what? It's it's not like the, they have the PR problem is built in, and they right. spend Absolutely. all this money trying to trying to suppress uh, people from talking bad about it. It's always going to happen. I don't understand what. Just let. There's if I was a in charge of the church in Scientology, which I am, I would say uh, I would kind of like not care. Like you know, people get to talk about it. Like you're, you know, like it's a loony thing anyway because it is, and that's you know that's that's part of the whole deal. No, you're the shop. But the thing was, they they weren't designed for the internet age because their whole thing that people are able to kind of laugh off about. Right. A lot of that was because stuff like South Park 
all right, when they're making jokes about the evil galactic warlord Xenu and shit like that, I mean, it's it's ludicrous. If you watch it just completely isolated, you're like, this is insane. Why would anybody pay to believe this? But the, the mind you, for three decades before that, or two decades before that, that that information was top secret. You had to fight and claw and pay your way to earn, right. to get to that level, OC gotcha. level three, and it was given to you in a briefcase, handcuffed to your wrist. You had to open it in a room that was under constant guard. Really? I mean, all this... Oh, yeah. This wow. stuff was top secret. And even in Scientology, you could not reveal it to other people if you were ahead of them. You couldn't tell them what you had discovered because the idea was that their brains and souls weren't ready for it and that they could actually die. If you told them about Xenu, Ugh. they would have a nervous breakdown and jump from a window. They would right. catch pneumonia and die. They would have a psychotic breakdown if you told them about Xenu. That was literally written into the apparatus. Right. So when the Internet started and came about, that was initially their first battles of people who were like, hey, this is for all the people who are still in Scientology. I'm going to tell you where you're going. Because then if you can make an educated, logical decision, that's on you if you still want to pay for it. But this is where they're taking you, and it's all empty. It gets more and more bizarre as you continue, and they don't tell you any of that in the first bottom level. So the fact is, I mean, they sell secrets. That's the whole point of it is that you're in this, like, X-Men school for superpowers and they're like, they're telling you when you get to level 10, you're going to have godlike telepathic powers, be able to move objects through space and time. How do otherwise reasonable people buy this shit? You know, people who uh, are of reasonable intelligence, I guess they ease you in and it's just a... You, you have know. so much invested by that point, too. I mean, I think the more... You, it's it's kind of like being... It's a money thing? You stay in a bad relationship with a girl you know is crazy because, uh, <laughs> because you know, you don't realize yeah. immediately... That, Ask uh, me about my first marriage. <laughs> <laughs> do, you ever, do you ever e-meter yourself just for a goof? No, no. They're actually hard to get. I would love one. I mean, oh, really? I could get you one, but... I mean, a lot of it is it's, it's kind of like an empire built of ex-girlfriends or something as you move I, up. I could totally and get you one because they're in... It's built into it. They're in the yeah. Grand Central Station. They have a uh, they have a table set up. I'll just I'll snatch it off the table. I, I thought you were going to say that that's how you knew that they were Scientologists that came to your door because they set up a stress test at the end of your at the end of your lawn after they. <laughs> John, John, we have a recording studio. I have an oscilloscope and a signal generator. We've got this covered. No, I'm telling you, I can. I'm going to steal an e meter from these people when I next time I take the subway. What the hell is an e meter? A commuter, and I'll show you. Is, uh, Don't ask questions. Uh, uh, an electrified polygraph. It, it's like almost like electrified juice cans hooked to a lie detector. I wonder what it is. Cans. Remember, like, uh, <laughs> like back in like the sixties and seventies, you could get those Heath kit like things, like you could projects you could assemble yourself. I want to make a Heath kit e meter. We could do it. We could do it. We'll do it live on this show. Jamie, is it annoying? I'm send is it, you a magic rock? Are you are, are, are you overwhelmed? Is it annoying that everyone you have, you have all these artistic endeavors, Tourette's without regrets, the slam poetry, the snap judgment is a podcast on NPR. Am I correct? Which you produce? Yeah. Is it annoying when yeah. people like me are like calling you up and all we want to do is talk about us, uh, L. Ron Hubbard? No, I mean, it's, it's, it, there, there's certainly points where it's like, you know, if, if I don't particularly enjoy answering questions or guesses about Tom Cruise's sex life, um, yeah. that's not particularly like my bag. Um, and you get a lot of kind of celebrity sites that are just sort of parasitic and just, just, just want to jock on celebrities. And that to me isn't the point. I mean, I, I realized when you were asked earlier about like, how can people believe this? That's what's sad, though, is that at first it starts as kind of a crazy joke. You're like, this is psychotic, man. This is just madness. Who the fuck would buy this alien bullshit? However, what's tragic is when you meet people, it's, it's so brilliantly engineered to systematically dismantle people's psychology through electrified hypnosis, through this whole like kind of security 
uh, state that they have around it, all of the paranoia that's kind of built into it, this very dissociative state that they put you in, um, rewiring your vocabulary, distancing you from your friends and family. That uh, There's a point where I realized that if I can help in any one way, that whether or not I ask for it, whether or not, I mean, it's just, it's part of me. And I'm more than happy to talk about it because it, it can help somebody else. If it means it brings more attention to it, it makes, because I mean, you know, it, it, they're not just like people who just believe in weird shit. They're like a billion dollar empire and the leader's dead. Elrond's gone. So, I mean, you have a bunch of people basically fighting in the name of his ghost and still fighting to maintain all of these lies that he said himself with his own mouth. And they're fighting to maintain all this instead of being able to stop and reassess and be like, okay, if this is a science, we're really trying to help people. What What is actually in here that's helpful? What is not? Um, you know, and that's a whole nother argument as to what of it actually may or may not work. A lot of it is a hodgepodge of all different kinds of like disciplines and, you know, psychology mixed with, uh, you know, past life regression and hypnosis all sort of mixed up in this kind of crazy cosmic space opera. But in some ways it, no, it doesn't, it's, it, to me, it's just part of it. It's just one of many things that I do. And, and to be honest, it's just, it's the fucking truth, you know? And yeah. the last thing I want is to be another person that they bullied around into silence. It's like, at what point does it stop? You know, what point are you just like, you know what? Y'all need to fucking back off. You know what I mean? You need to back the fuck down because it's like you're crushing people. You're crushing lives. They're for, you know, a good two decades, they had the whole world in fear. Most news magazines, you know, or programs would not talk about it. They would not write about it. They're terrified of lawsuits. Right. They're, They're responsible for deaths. What do you say? Responsible for deaths. The church. Uh, Absolutely. It's right? a little murky. And what I would say on or off air is, is a different question. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's, there's, there's a, let's just say there's plenty of speculation. Uh, and there's obviously cases like Houston and yes. which people can look up. Um, and there's all kinds of shady shit. I mean, you know, Operation Snow White, largest domestic, you know, surveillance uh, invasion on American soil. That was factual. And Elrond's wife went to jail for it. He managed to skirt away from all that. I mean, they've done some crazy outlandish shit that I think if more Americans were aware of, They'd be like, how the fuck are they still in business? How is this still running? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's the, like they've, they've handled all these crises and been able to kind of bully and buy their way out of them because they have the cash. You what, know, and they have the cash because they have the, they have the minions and they have the people that, like, feed the, the offering plate. What's you know, this, but at what's what the point, state of the, the secrets are out that that all ends. What's the state of the religion right now? Is it is it growing and uh, recruiting more members, or does it seem to be receding? And uh, especially now that we've seen the South Park and everybody finds it ridiculous, and we saw how uh, Tom Cruise behaves. I hate to go back to him, but uh, <laughs> it's okay. But uh, <laughs> what's I'll Tom Cruise's penis right. look like? Don't ask me about Katie Hall. <laughs> but is the uh, religion starting to recede now because uh, people aren't taking it serious anymore? Well, that's the thing is that that's, that's what people underestimate the power of the Internet is that when Scientology started to become kind of a one-word joke, they've lost so much power in terms of being able to recruit people simply from that. They're like, what do people know? Before, people didn't know anything about Scientology, and that was exactly the way they wanted they it. They should set they up outside the church of Mormon. <laughs> and, and then they looked you, you on curiosity. Right. You know, but now it's just like it's like a, a punchline. You know, it's like, oh, they believe in that alien shit. 
you know? And yeah. South Park was huge for me and my family. When I saw that live on air, I was like, holy that fuck. That was shocking. Someone is just guns out going after him. <laughs> right. It blew me the fuck away. Are you religious? No. Okay. I was going to say, because then I was, I was going to... No. I was going to bust... My family created religion. I grew up Baptist, Christian, hardcore. My parents wanted me to be a pastor when I was a kid, and I wow. definitely went my own way. You grew I'm up in California? I'm, no. I'm leaning towards going to believing in Greek gods again and just, you know, <laughs> get a little throwback. All right. I was going to bust your balls if you were going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian, and I was going to, you know... <laughs> like, what's the difference? <laughs> Yeah, I'm a little skeptical about anything wants to hand me that they told me they've unlocked the mysteries of life. Right, very good. Very good. Uh, someone else with a magic book, get in line. You, know? <laughs> you were you were born uh, Jamie Kennedy. That's right. Well, actually, yeah, Jamie Grant and then Jamie Kennedy, and then uh, then I ended up taking my mom's name, Jamie DeWolf. Right, and you changed your name because uh, you started to get confused with the uh, comic Jamie Kennedy. Yes. And, yeah, uh, I got a little weird there. He actually started getting asked about on air if he was related to L. Ron Hubbard. Wow. And me and him started me and him started performing at the same venues. There was one month where I performed at the San Jose Improv. Uh, the month before him, he performed at his DVD taping there. Then I performed there again that month. Uh, so there was two Jamie Kennedys performing who were both kind of not, pale, not tasty, not- white, Irishy-looking guys. And I was like, all right. Fuck this! You win. I'm gonna take my mom's maiden name. We're good. Now that he's not really, better. now that he's not really famous anymore, can you go back to being Jimmy <laughs> Kennedy? <laughs> Why do you have to change your name? That guy's not even funny. I'm like, I would love, I would love to hang out with Jamie Kennedy. Be like, hey, I'm, I'm that fucking random guy, which is why it's they're not a. Uh, but but but, but what he says. my question was, we together, you know? it's, it's not a Scientology uh, conspiracy, as far as you know, that they they groomed. Jamie like grew Jamie Kennedy the real one the real one the other guy in a lab and like well, all right this is how we're gonna get this guy back we're gonna release another comic and we're he's gonna, gonna do slam me. poetry and uh, he's gonna have the same name we're gonna screw we're, up we're gonna we're gonna make him run rap battles and then also cast him in the sun and match and I'm let just, his career devour itself I'm just, yeah I'm I mean so, uh, Jamie so, Kennedy's his heckler movie's good I like that movie it's great you know he did a good job with that so we, I don't think no uh, no person's name. I'm just I'm I'm so happy that you started that sentence with well we started performing at the same venues because I expected you to say well we started a Twitter war. <laughs> no one knows who's yeah. fighting each other. Right. Twitter wasn't around then, thank God. Jesus, <laughs> fucking Twitter. Oh wow, silence! I can't believe. It. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to ask next. Uh, what's the deal with the Tourette's without regrets? You host this this show. It's like a yeah. Uh, it's a big, uh, it's a big fucking insane variety show. So it's got a freestyle rap battle, circus performers, beatboxers, break dancers, slam poets, comedians. Oh, freestyle rap battle. Do you know Schaefer the Dark Lord? What do you say? Do you know Schaefer the Dark Lord? No, I think uh, I heard that name. It seems like he'd be into that. He's like a nerdcore rapist. We've had him on the show. He's from around here. I don't know. He knows Conan. Too. Yeah, we we had a bunch of guys that went on to um, go in a lot of grind time and King of the Dot stuff, like Thesaurus and shit like that. Like a bunch of just all those crazy. I mean, it goes. It still goes once a month, every first Thursday of the month, and it's it's pretty insane. Uh, it's won some awards and caused quite a bit of controversy and. What's hilarious is there's a lot of my audience is now also learning about this whole Elrond shit, which apparently some of them didn't know. So I'm sure it's making them a little more tripped out that they've been like, you know, diehard fan base for like a year and a half and think I'm going to start sounding them a Bible, you know, in the next two months or something. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we just, uh, it, I mean, it's, it's kind of like a crazy playground for deviants and just like anybody that wants to do any kind of extreme performance. 
Um, it started because I just kept getting kicked out of open mics when I first started performing. <laughs> Why? I would get banned from shows. <laughs> I was just really, really, the stuff I was reading about was just totally violent and insane and <laughs> it's really hey, terrifying. Hey, man, you're killing the vibe, man. Sexual, you know? There's two old ladies sitting in the audience going, well, this isn't the Jamie Kennedy show that I signed up <laughs> I thought he was going to read Emily Dickinson. <laughs> he, where's that nice Jamie boy? Kennedy experiment. <laughs> now, uh, you can follow yeah, those guys I, on I Twitter. I started to purely out of revenge, just literally revenge against every show that kicked me out and uh, kind of threatened to, like, dwarf them, and, and I ended up being successful in it. So fuck all the open mics that said no many years ago. <laughs> Yeah. And now, what's the, the Snap Judgment? You produce this uh, radio show, this podcast? Yeah, I mean, well, there's there's many producers for it. Um, it's and like the number right one now, podcast, I do, like, a lot right? Of freelance production for them, and uh, yeah, they're awesome. Glenn Washington, that whole crew, just some really incredible, just like jaw dropping stories go through that place. It's really nuts. So it's been it's been pretty profound. I mean, like you know, man, there's some days it's just been so awesome to work there. Where I'm like literally interviewing a carny grifter trying to understand like how he does this whole crazy hustle. Um, there's a story I did called Razzle Dazzle. It's amazing. I just, I just could have talked to this guy for days because he was just like an old carny grifter. And he would just tell me how you have this whole game on how it just fleece people of thousands of dollars. And like, you know, they ended up in almost just like gun battle and got chased by this dude with like an Uzi and just crazy madness. So I mean, we did a lot of that. And then, um, you know, I mean, they do the uh, live shows. So, we just did one in L.A., so I performed with, um, you know, my friend Shane Coyzan, who's just an amazing knockout dude from uh, Canada, and uh, just all kinds of folks. Noah St. John was the kid I ended up getting on there, whose uh, clip just went absolutely nuts, viral, crazy out of that. And so, I mean, it's been great. It's been a great platform, and, and they're really dedicated to just, like, really intriguing, edgy stories and you know, they're right out of Oakland, so it's pretty amazing to work with them. Well, you ever think you're like, you're also a musician, too, right? I'm think, you no, ever th actually. No? Uh, oh, I thought just, you had a band. Just, uh, no, I'm a band. I mean, I work with musicians, uh, beatboxers and stuff like that, and I got some more music I'm working on. I'm primarily a loudmouth. <laughs> <laughs> you ever think you're spreading that's yourself too thin, like with the band and the radio show? And uh, Oh, wait, that's me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, you have kids? You, you have no kids, right? I, I have a daughter whose really? identity will hopefully stay the fuck away from all of this cult shit. <laughs> that's, <laughs> what my, that's what my mom is the most worried about. She's like, honey, now it's okay if they kill you, but you got to make sure your daughter stays out of this. I'm like, no. <laughs> do, do they I'm going to tell my daughter that. I'm like, how do you feel if you're related to a cult leader? She just rolls her eyes. That's pretty much as far as it goes with that. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Cruise is weird. Shut up. You know, like that, you know? Do they currently contact you at all, or I, I hate to say it, but do, or threaten you in any way? Um, they have not lately. I'm always, you know, I always have kind of a backseat worry that they would you know, do my it doorbell through the back ring and Tom Cruise is going to send a roundhouse kick to my face. But you know, so other the, than the, that, the uh, doorbell rings. I'm you pretty, open the door and it's Tom Cruise, and you don't see anybody, and you're like, who's there? Wait, wait! Is, is Tom, Get it because he's short. Is Tom Cruise listening? Get it? Is Tom Cruise listening to the show right now to hear what we're saying? Or? Probably. No, his people are listening. He has feelers out. I'm here to say I'm yeah. not afraid. I stand with Jamie DeWolf and fuck Scientology and everyone involved. Yep. Come to my house. I oh wait, don't come here. But, <laughs> but uh, the hourglass of your life just lost a few more grains of. Ah, whatever. I smoke a million cigarettes. Who cares? <laughs> Dead anyway. <laughs> what can they do to me? What can they do to me? I'm miserable as it is. Done. I hate my life. <laughs> I've been on the toilet all day. 
They'll never find you. You're John, Hul- John Hulan is a nom de plume. That's, oh, you could easily find me. Just look up. My, I'm sure if you type in my name, my address comes right up, which is unfortunate. Uh, all you have to do is well, order the order the risk reward record on like, Bandcamp, and you'll and then, then they can kill not you. The living fear. It's like anybody can find anybody anywhere. You know, I mean, yeah, it's like sure. in the days yeah. of anonymous, like fucking shit. You know what I mean? If they want to find me, I'm not hard to find. You know, so I mean, I yeah, I'm just like you want to come get me? Like I'm I'm here. I'm easy to find. You know what I mean? I if history I has taught us anything, time, so I'm not stupid. You know, I don't I don't walk around anybody. just like unready. I hear a sound behind me, and I got pepper spray and two fists. You know, <laughs> I'm ready to go. Pepper spray? Is that all they allow you to carry around in Oakland? There, you live in a rough neighborhood, or you live in like the nice part of Oakland? I know nothing really about California. Definitely not the nice part. Right? Yeah. <laughs> There's not many nice parts of Oakland. Let's say that. <laughs> you drink? Are you a drinker? Um, I'm a fan of some Guinness. I'm a fan of some Bushmills. Molotov okay. cocktails would probably be my number one. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I've been a bartender also. You're for not years, supposed to you know? drink them. <laughs> You're <laughs> not supposed to drink them. You're supposed to light them and throw, throw them, them at uh, Tom Cruise's house. <laughs> throw them through the front of chippers. Just don't don't get in at right. Katie Holmes. You stay away from drugs. No weed. No tutsurutskis. No. Nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No comment. Uh, I need to ask you this question, and uh, it's really stupid. It's embarrassing when you uh, go, go when you use the restroom, and you're done going in number two. Do you stand up to wipe, or do you st- remain seated? I didn't even know that the second one was an option. People just sit there and just do it that yeah! way. Yeah! That's what I say. Oh, that's the biggest punch we've had uh, yet. Yes. Yes. Just, yes. I'm Thank you. I'm definitely going with standing. Yeah, I mean, of what course. The, fuck? the angles make no sense otherwise. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that was, the, that was the Tom Cruise to the sitting I do a right radio there. show with a bunch of guys who stay on the toilet. You don't really understand it at all. I'd like to lean forward and get in there. Yeah, there you go. Get yeah. out of here. Thank you. <laughs> you should try sitting, though, and wiping, <laughs> just to see what it's like. No, you shouldn't. Don't I'm going to give that a shot tonight. I'm pretty sure when I was a kid, I probably gave it a shot and ruled it out pretty early on. Yeah, but, of course. Uh, of course. You know, Real man. Well, Zenu sits, so that's a, <laughs> we've already converted Rob Montage of Wax Eater the other way. I mean, he was, was a stander. He listened to the show and he started sitting. Ridiculous. It's, I encourage everybody <laughs> in the audience to do that. Now, how long does it take to get to Mars? <laughs> I'm sorry. We, <laughs> we had wrong caller. Oh, sorry. We had a bunch of people who are going to think they're going to Mars. You didn't get week. you didn't get Tommy's notes. <laughs> Talk about delusion. There was a uh, there was a uh, there's a. Did you hear about that Mars One? Uh, uh, Thing that they're paying, like get your ass to Mars. <laughs> we uh, you got that shit that uh, what's his name, Virgin? That guy's putting together. Oh, no, Richard no, Branstron, no, no. you're thinking of? Yeah, Richard no, Branch. his his actually might happen. His might happen. Uh, Elon Musk's might happen. This this other one was just like some weird nonprofit thing that they uh, have forty nine dollars on Kickstarter. They're only six hundred billion dollars away from making it happen. Very close, almost as close as the Amanda Palmer album that's coming. They're, they're sending a stripper. <laughs> well, Jamie, is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, thank you very much for calling in. We appreciate it. Uh, it's nice talking. No, to you. It's, it's you been an eye-opening interview. I hope you get to do more, and I hope that uh, I hope that uh, you know you can uh, end up plugging all dead. this stuff. And Jamie, <laughs> Jamie, I, I have to say, there's there's loads of people in our. And I can't and speak today. What the. F- Freak is wrong with me. I don't know. I'm having but a hard you're doing time great. today. Uh, don't worry there's, about it. Try cocaine and it'll wake you up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Jamie, there's actually there's loads of people in the chat box uh, uh, praising uh, Snap Judgment. It turns out they're big fans. So awesome! Yeah, check it out. You can download it for free. I got a bunch of movies at jamiethewolf.com and uh, a bunch of shit. So yeah, I'm easy to find. Awesome. I'm tracking G- down. Everybody G- else is. <laughs> 
Jamie, thank you so much. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate your right. time. Thanks. Have a good night. Thanks, man. You too. Good luck. Take thanks, care. Bud. Awesome call. There's Jamie DeWolf. He is, yeah. He's, I think he's going to be on the Anderson Coopers next week. <laughs> he's going to be he's on. He's getting huge. Listen, we got to get these guys. Thank you, Tommy and uh, Conan Neutrons, for hooking me up with the connection because, you, you know, uh, that's a big get. Now he's going to blow up and he's going he's gonna to be on these talk shows. He's already been on the Young Turks. His YouTube, his Upworthy video uh, is all over the fucking place. Yep. I think Tommy's going to show up with his lawyer next week and uh, talk about a contract. I'm harassing <laughs> Bill Murray on Reddit. Are you? I am. How's that going? Did he answer any of your questions? Ask him if he stands up to what? <laughs> Please. Right, let's take, right, let's let's take a quick break. A quick break? We haven't, you know, we haven't taken a break we yet. Taken a We've break. got nothing to talk about. Where's I, I thought I had a new producer. He's supposed to be telling me to take a break. <laughs> He's banging on the glass right now. <laughs> Stamps.com, ladies and gentlemen. Why? <laughs> and Why go to the post office and stand in line? Yeah. That John Ratzenberger, he knows who he's talking about. <laughs> Live from the barrage, brought to you by Stony Brook Farms, lacto-ovo, eco-friendly farms. <laughs> right, we'll be back.
It's live from the barrage, from atop of the Empire State Building. <laughs> remember that? Like, yeah, I guess if you're not local, you don't remember the like Z100 as like from the top of the Empire State Building, and their their stickers are like a gorilla. 
Oh, sorry, dude. Touching. Touching. Hi, man. And there's a King Kong thing in the background. <laughs> Remember, there was W-A-P-P. Right. From the top of the Empire State Building, because that's where the antenna is. Yeah, exactly. they bounce off. <laughs> Broadcasting. I'm pretty good at science. They bounce radio waves off that antenna. W-B-L-J. Do you know why they built uh, more... Um, uh, taller buildings downtown. <laughs> Dave's, more, just, Dave's just laughing at me, watching you know my I brain try to build, yeah, fix more, a gear. Like more height. The travel you, takes from your brain you, to your mouth. Are you having a stroke, John? <laughs> no, this is a serious question. Does your mouth taste like How metal? Come Do you smell burning? <laughs> How come building more higher? <laughs> you don't want to know. Uh, you don't I'm wanna dying get, to know. You don't want to get educated? Don't listen to them. Tell me. Why? Hi, Tree. Hello. Hello, friends. Mr. King and joining us. I like the late joiners. Um, why are most of the high buildings built downtown? I'm dying you know. Please why? tell me. No one knows? No. You got nothing? No. Take a guess. It's because downtown is fucking bedrocks in Manhattan. Uptown is just sand and stone. I thought it was the other way around. Yeah, I thought Central Park couldn't be built because uh, they couldn't build on Central Park because of uh, the strong bedrock. Strong bedrock is good. That's why there's no subways <laughs> going through Central Park either. Ah. Uh. It's too strong to put a subway through. Too but strong. no, you definitely want to build a put a tall building on top of the bedroom. Too strong, too shay. By the way, Erica uh, texted me and says she won't be sharing the recipe online this uh, this evening. Oh, no, it's I'll a fam- family secret. Uh, sorry, Ring- Woody. Ringo, you're on the air. Hey, how's it going, guys? Oh, sorry, how'd you low? Good. How are you doing? Turn down your radio. Not so. bad. I'm at a Starbucks in Noonan, Georgia, right now. <laughs> Did you run out of gas again? No, I didn't run out of gas this summer. I just getting some coffee so I don't run off the road and die on my way on my... Is everybody in Starbucks listening to the show right now? Put us on speaker. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah, they're really offended, actually. the Bible Belt, you know. People, yeah, shout out to Georgia. People dropping their coffee and uh, <laughs> leaving their children <laughs> there in horror. Sitting in it. Can you yeah. put, hey, put the barista on the phone. I want to ask her a couple <laughs> questions, assuming it's a woman. Uh, it's actually uh, kind of... Sort of pimply faced white dude with but Perfect. Put him on. Stop it's, being it's a, a pussy. Give him the phone. Yeah. What's going on, Ringo? What's going on? What are you guys talking about tonight? Uh, we were talking about a bunch of stuff. We had uh, Jamie DeWolf, who was the great grandson of uh, Scientology. Yeah. Oh, did you just fall? Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Scientology founder L. Ron Hubbard. We had him on. and uh, we. Are you all right? Are you rubbing your yeah, cuff? Oh, okay. Is a washing machine? <laughs> do, I, do, I, do I need to call the police? And send them to some fucking godforsaken Starbucks in Georgia. If Ringo doesn't call back in 10 minutes, now he's getting on an elevator. (laughs) Close your car door. Let's just write a story about what he's doing right now. Look out, there's a truck backing up. (laughs) Train doors are closing. getting in my my car. That sounded like an 87 Ah, Buick. What are you driving? He's driving something It's not an 87 Buick. (laughs) What is uh, it? It's an S10 pickup. Little Chevy S10 Ah, pickup. Nice pickup Ah. truck. Truck nuts? No truck nuts. <laughs> uh, I know you guys are disappointed. Very disappointed. But it's actually, I'll be quite honest with you, um, this truck this truck is its unbelievably ugly truck. It's I'm got those, uh, it's a little racing truck. It's got like, it's got ground effects. I'm picturing you showing up to the uh, court hearing to, to, tr- to father a daughter. With truck nuts hanging down, like that's a, the, the, and your ground effects. Yeah, the judge walks out to get his car, and that's what seals the deal. He looks down, he sees the truck nuts. He's like, "No fucking way! No Guys, way! You're, you're done, guy." Yeah. You just point at him and go, "Eh, eh, eh!" God damn it! I should have left my truck nuts at but home. But that has that has the Vortex V6, right? 
Actually, yes. That's Actually, it does have a Vortex V6. Wow. You know your pickup trucks, Pat. That's a proven engine. <laughs> yeah, it's a very, very, very fast truck. And, um, it, you know, I, I look like I borrowed it from my little brother when I drive it. <laughs> what do you have in the back of the truck right now? What are the items? My suitcase. That's it? You didn't throw, like, a bunch of illegal weeds back there or, uh, you know, a two-by-four? <laughs> you're leaving the, <laughs> you're leaving the family under, for good? That's underneath. Is your dog you in the truck right now? What do you think? Colorado? <laughs> is your dog wearing a bandana? Ryan wants to know around is his neck. Is he in the, the truck? Is, is he in the, the truck dog truck is right actually now? riding next to me. The dog is in the passenger seat. Is oh, your daughter nice. named Axel? Ringo, I want to tell you. Not, are you not counting what you have in your gun rack? I want to tell you something about Ringo right now. For some reason, he's like a, a stray dog magnet, and wherever he drives around, <laughs> he finds dogs that are that are wandering around who obviously belong to someone and stuff. And Ringo. <laughs> he picks up these dogs and he finds the owners. Am I? Am I? Has anything I have said been wrong? I'm so drunk already. I, I, I rescued eight dogs in 2012 and four dogs in 2013. Jeez, just, just running down the side of the road or running around in circles at a at a, at a service station or has like has twenty one, has one, 2014 looking for you. What? So far, it's been a little so, slow. He's but talking so, about the dogs. Why'd you cut him off with the Happy New Year? No, he's asking no, he's about the dogs. He's about more oh, dogs in 2014. No, I'm, on, I'm on topic. Oh, Don't okay, worry. I got you, sir. <laughs> it's been so cold that I guess dogs are staying in this year. So. Right. Hey, is Walsh there? You yes, there, Walsh? I am. All right. He's Who am Walsh Ferguson? No one's going to confuse us for Greek Orthodox, right? Right. <laughs> Correct. He's got the love us. But I'm listening to the news tonight, and I've been thinking, you know, all right, there's a new pope. Now, I'm not a religious guy. This Pope is like, he's talking sin. Like, he's like, you know, I've been I, I've, I've been not Catholic for a very long time. People are like, you really? Nope, not at all. Because, you know, like, so this guy. So Rescue they, the dogs. Like, the Pope has spoken. <laughs> and a Christian at the same time and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay. This guy's like, sounds like one of my buddies, you know. What? Look, look, the guy's, but, the guy's just talking sense. I like it. Yeah, it's a big. I, it's but, a big but step. I, but I've been ignoring Very. it because I like I don't want to really want to have anything to do with the church. So they do something about all these like child abusing priests, right? Mm. So today in the news, I've never heard of this. Out, what happened? The, the, <laughs> I know what he's going to say. He's absolutely yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Go ahead. Right. So so they they threw four hundred priests out of the cold last year. They, they, they the defrocked. They defrocked them. They threw them right to the lions. That's the new pope's policy. <laughs> you touch a kid, you go to the lions. I like it. Well, yeah. Megatron's hurt, you know, so we don't know what their chances are for next season anyway. <laughs> so I'm guessing, just based on our casual conversations about everything else but church, you guys aren't really churchy types, but, I like, Scientology for me. I think we all actually grew up pretty religious, right? I, I, people I, are cynical, look, and, and no one's more cynical about it than me. I still, this, go, to, I still go to Catholic this church. This new pope, yeah. I, wanna, I love it. I want to see him uh, tell every, all the rich people, you're fucking up. I think it's the wrong. bar. I think the bar is set so low. Let's for help the unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, of course. That it's like it's it's hard to. It's. I mean, you're surprised. Right. I mean, I'm, but the, at the end the of the day, the last pope was like, uh, uh, they'd ask him, "Hey, uh, what do you think about killing Jews?" And he's like, "Well, <laughs> I didn't do it personally." <laughs> Let me get but, back to you. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's all. It's talk, all. Talk to my PR guy. It's all show business. And this guy finally flipped the script totally. Like that's it. Yeah. Fire yeah. everybody. I love it. Richest Catholic in America is the guy who runs Home Depot right here in Atlanta, right? right. I just, sure. You know, yeah. And he, he actually, like, calls the most powerful Catholic in America and says, 
we got to talk. Low no prices guy. are just the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Shop at Home Depot. Which yeah, is Pope like, has spoken. You got to this guy's freaking you. Because, you know, this Pope says, you can't be a capitalist and be Catholic. It's not a, it's, it's possible to be both. And this right. guy's like, hold the phone. I give you guys a lot of money. You can't talk like that. Now, let me quote and the Bible for a second. Lo- it's, it's easier for a man with a pickup truck with truck nuts to <laughs> fly <laughs> through the eye of a, knee, uh, a, a needle on wings. Uh, and right, uh, right. that's that's from Corinthians. When I mean, that that is when kind you of can't pick the tow truck out of your own eye. Right. <laughs> it's uh, that is kind of ironic. Home Depot, though, because uh, I had an old roommate who was a gay man who told me that Home Depot is one of the best places to cruise. What for real? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said that he well, could, you know, place places full of studs if you're a gay man, and it's full of tongue and groove if you're a lesbian, right? <laughs> What what I'm aisle, gonna allow that. What aisle are you meeting in? What's the gayest aisle yeah, exactly. in Home Depot? Plungers. Yeah. Plungers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking lighting. I'm thinking I'd go straight for the lighting and the nice <laughs> chandeliers and stuff, you know. You I'm, you I'm not go gonna to lie, the, I've the had tool belts. That's I've where had, it's at. I've had the best conversations in the lighting department. Yeah. Yeah. Where? I, yeah. look, I look incredible in a tool belt, by the way, just for any game. Or game you have to go to right the now. tool belt section for to find gay men. Action tool belt? <laughs> By no, plumbing. N- that's the first time everybody's anybody's ever mentioned that. That's right. <laughs> little shout out to Action Tool Belt. Here's Action Tool Belt here on Live and Brush. Oh my uh, God! I just remembered. I have the best W uh, DRE commercial for Action Tool Belt. I'll have all to right. Bring in next time. That's we'll, great. Yeah, yeah. We have a caller. There's <laughs> uh, some producer. Let me tell you. Uh, so Ringo, what else happens? What goes on down south? You know, we got a little bit of like plug? real weather, like last week, where it dropped out of single digits. Yeah, well, everybody, was, you got caught like, in the vortex. The Polish vortex. It went. Just, it spins the other way. <laughs> Does your <laughs> no? But a serious question. I'm dating uh, a Polish girl, please. A serious question. Uh, does your Does your house have heat? Yeah, of course it does. Oh, okay, it yeah, no, winter. I didn't know. Like, if that <laughs> was it's, it's how long tropical. do the bodies of the uh, stray dogs take to burn? <laughs> no, because yeah. like when the when I'm the weather. No, that's like halfway you know? down Florida where it turns <laughs> tropical. I was actually, my father lived in, in Blairsville, Georgia, and I was down there with him once when it snowed and people lost their fucking minds. Like, oh, yeah. I saw, they, the, I saw the Blairsville yeah. project. Sorry. There was a, let's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let the secret out of the big southern bag, right? Yeah. Free cat, which is we don't really give a fuck about the snow, but right. we pretend to freak out so nobody has to go to work. Like, I had oh, friends yeah, in Chicago who were like, you guys got an inch of snow and everybody stayed home. I'm like, yeah, we stayed home. We put chili in the crock pot. Everybody went to the liquor store, you know, and, and, you do, you and it was like, oh, it's a disaster. You know, nobody, it's too dangerous to drive. You better stay home and eat chili and, and do nothing. Did they, did they and close down your, uh, the schools down there when it was just cold the, last week and there was no snow? It was just cold and there was no school. We didn't actually do that in Athens for some reason. But, <laughs> Because I was really hoping I had to take a big. Had to, yeah, anyway, you know, I had to go to work that day. So. <laughs> you had to take a big dump. What did you have to do? So, no, I had to take a test. I, oh. so I, my job at Oracle Certified Associate is so fucking boring that I, I'm afraid to talk about it because you just hear people turning off the podcast. Like <laughs> the second I mentioned it, but I, I had not really prepared for it, and it was that day, and I was just like, oh god, I wish they shut down. I'm the actually. I'm actually ju- judging your phone call every sentence. I'm checking the uh, the listenership, and if it goes down one during one sentence, and then it goes up two Click, during another right. sentence, yeah. 
We actually we give all of our our guests a plus minus, kind of like in hockey, like uh, the uh, the <laughs> listeners gained during their call or lost. And at yeah. the end at the end of our run, we're gonna give everyone their numbers. Poor Jeff Bookaboom. <laughs> so, but you know, let's start with something interesting. How many risk reward records for shift? Uh, all of them. <laughs> there's uh, oh, there's there's two pending no, orders. No, there's two pending orders that I have to send out this evening. But actually, I was going to ask you since you're such a big swinging dick in the Atlanta music scene. Oh, uh, like, uh, like oh. who who should I send records to in Athens aside from you and the forty watt? So the best college radio station in the southeast is eighty-eight five WRAS in Atlanta. I believe um, I believe they got one. Fox. Yeah, and they have a they have a show that is essentially like the Electrical Audio Forge show. It's all like Jesus Blizzard and and uh, Slint and 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 Shellac and and Charlie Daniels. You know, and some good music too. Like I mean, you guys have probably fit in, you know, sort of the higher end of that. But um, yeah, I would definitely send WRAS a record, particularly their show that I for reason can't remember the name of right now. But I've actually. Put a link to it on uh, uh, on my. I'll, I'll, I'll get you the. Uh, See, because my, my thing is, my thing is, I'm I'm done to sending stuff to radio. It's it's kind of pointless. But when I send something to radio, like I I try, I look up the radio station, I look at their playlist, and I try to figure out, like, basically, I'm sending this to the biggest music nerd in the neighborhood. Right like, is the is the person yeah. who wound up working at the radio station. So I'm just considering them a tastemaker because they were a big enough dork to become the radio station yeah. person. Right, right. But I don't want so, to waste too many records on this Z100. nonsense. WRAS 88.5 is actually not throwing your record into a void because they actually people actually listen to the station because they've been consistently good mm-hmm. for 20 years. The, uh-huh. the college radio station in Athens is bullshit. Nobody listens to it. Total bullshit of the time, you turn it on and there's some unlistenable garbage. And the other third of the time, it's like silent. There's nobody on the air. So don't even waste your time. Kind of like right, this. Cool. But, uh, but the flagpole, which is the alternative weekly in Athens, is actually a bit of a tastemaker. People pay attention to the record reviews. And I would send it their attention. Gordon Lamb is the guy's name. Gordon he's, Lamb, the guy who brought the, he's the guy who brought the Gary to Athens. You write, you're not writing this down, Pat. Write this down. Write this down. Gordon Lamb at flagpole. <laughs> Take a note. Because I know yeah. a week from now We're I'm going to get an email. This. Yeah, I know. And I, have to, <laughs> you think, and then I have to take time out of my day to look it up. <laughs> yeah, you're all yeah. busy. I'm. What, you don't think I'm busy? I have barely time to wipe standing up. I didn't, I didn't well, say. I didn't say you weren't busy. You're not. You're not. Well, I think, I think I've been. I've been on top of this entire thing. You're being very wildly accusatory. And five. Yes, you have. You've taken the lead big time. I take my hats off to you. You should. Edit, you should edit this. So, STFU. You should edit this so Ringo's actually suggesting that he buys truck nuts. And he's like, "What was I supposed to do? I was just listening back to the show." Oh, <laughs> By the way, buy, you, buy you truck guys, nuts. By the you way, guys every come risk down here to play, and your van doesn't have truck nuts. I'm going to be really disappointed. <laughs> every risk reward album comes with a pair of truck nuts attached to the record, and in, <laughs> inside that scrotum is a digital download code, which you can retrieve. Well, there's, a Q, there's a QR code on the left yes, bar. Everyone type <laughs> in uh, uh, lowercase no f d x slash y and type Bandcamp yum or something. I don't know. Shipping, no real truck nuts. Shipping's really only eleven ninety five. Six hundred dollars right, shipping. Question to you guys. I need you to help me. I need some advice. So. Put your um, so your fucking Ann Landers hat on. Break up with her. If you had to choose between playing the Chicago PRF barbecue John? or the one out west organized uh, by Condon Neutron, 
He probably told you about it. Uh, I've times. seen I've seen some stuff about it, but but uh, because I'm not uh, I can't go to it. I haven't really been paying too much attention to it. Well, so both we've been five eight has been asked to do each one, and we have to make a decision. We can't do both. Family men, well, limited budget. All right, let me. All right, let's think about this for a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can afford to do one, but not the other. Right, Gary, I think is doing both. And you know, if I have to choose between seeing the Gary and not seeing the Gary, I'm always going to choose. To see well, the Gary. is traveling is traveling to California more of a hardship for the band members than traveling to Chicago? I would assume so. It's going to be a flight. You know, it's going to be a flight, and we're going to stalk the uh, cheap fare sites until we get one that works. You know, so have you ever played out there? You guys have played out there before, right? Well, there's probably going to be one opportunity to play in California, and that'll be the barbecue. What are you doing? Hold on. Get back in the car. He's talking to the dog. I Put think, the dog on the yeah. phone. I think Chicago is the safer choice. No offense, Conan, but you know it's 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 a, I have it's no, a tradition there. Yeah, I don't have a preference. I don't I don't know if I'm going to the barbecue this year. I would love to if we all want. I don't know if I can afford it. I don't know if I can, you know, my wife's like over it. She doesn't want to. Uh, Why don't you come she, to she New York and play our goes, really? So, so if she doesn't festival. go, it's half price. <laughs> Whoa, is there a New York option? Because that trumps everything. Yeah, let's well, move, it. Well, move it to New York. No, we listen. Everyone calm down. New York's a real city. I mean, you know, Chicago, it's nice and all. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a New York barbecue, wildly successful. We had 5 8 play. Yeah. Throw that dog out the window. <laughs> <laughs> He's unwrapping his truck nuts. Is the dog constantly like licking the phone? He's chewing the truck nuts. <laughs> what the hell? Did you put peanut butter on the phone? <laughs> you hear that squeak? Yeah. That's actually, I'm, I'm standing outside pumping gas, and that's uh, a sign blowing you in the wind. You're not to be on your phone while you're pumping gas. That's dangerous. Because all we hear is the wind. <laughs> As he puts out a cigarette. <laughs> I was a straight dog for a second. Turns out it's just a sign blowing in the wind. I feel like I'm in uh, one of those Henry Rollins tour diaries right now. <laughs> <laughs> Is everything okay? Let me let me let me fucking pump the gas and get out of the fucking wind. It is terrible out here. Oh, Jesus Christ, it's cold. Oh, it's the wind. It's the wind making that noise. Is it cold? What do you yeah. mean cold? What is it? What is it like down there? Sixty-two. Uh, it's in the twenties right now. And oh wow! Cold. You're kidding. Yeah. Are you wearing shorts? Here. What was the night the lights went out in Georgia? What day of the week was that? <laughs> It's it's definitely not Sunday. <laughs> you ever heard that joke? Why don't why don't Southern Baptists have sex standing up? Why don't Southern ba- Baptists have sex standing up? Because people might think they were dancing. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, there's a whole bunch of those kind of jokes. Like why do you always take two Southern Baptists fishing? Because why do you, you only take one? You'll drink all your beer. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the lights went out. Everybody kept their hands where they were supposed to. That's what I'm saying. That's a, you leave room for the Holy Ghost. Yeah. That's what my mother used to always say when she was molesting me. I'm sorry. Whoa. No, I just made that up. I'm sorry, Mom. Don't listen. Yeah, the new pulp thing, you know. <laughs> I don't want to belabor that point too much, but my wife's making kind it's of not true. noises about going back to church. And I'm like, yeah. No, man. I, I I just I I think he's gonna need to prove a little bit more than this. I mean, and uh, it doesn't it doesn't make up for a lot of horrible things that the Catholic Church still does on a uh, regular basis. Uh, yeah, the thing I don't get is like, why is it that if you get caught fondling children and you're a priest, you, I mean, the worst thing that apparently happens to you is you lose your priest collar. Like, 
Whereas if it's just some normal guy, like he goes to prison. Like why? Why a priest get a special get out of jail card free? There's, there's been priests I've gone to prison. Well, there's a, a, a basically a you know a billion dollar corporation protecting their assets is what yeah. what it comes yeah, down to. Yeah, but even with that, this I mean, breaking the law, you're gonna get in trouble. I mean, breaking the law, breaking the law. This must have been priests that have gone to jail. Kids breaking the law. Yeah, well, you know, I have I have a little bit of faith in the in the new pope that he's going in the right direction, and I will take. Any advance, and that's that's a pretty big leap. Things move slow in the Catholic Church towards progress, and if that guy can uh, move it a little forward, a little faster, then I'm not going to bust his balls. I love the new Pope Seven Inch. <laughs> <laughs> Give all your money. Send, do you have PayPal? Send it to John C. Hulhan at gmail.com. This is your Pope speaking. <laughs> Send your money to him. He. Uh, <laughs> His children are well-fed, and they live in a relatively nice house in the suburbs. But please, he feels poor. This is the Pope speaking. Thank you. <laughs> PayPal, $50 to John C. Houlihan at gmail.com. At your earliest convenience. I, will, I now have to go, because I have to go down to the street and uh, mingle with the common folk. Godspeed. <laughs> Goodbye. John stole that bit from Soupy. The fucking... Phone call from the Pope. Who? Could, yeah. That doesn't happen every Big day. night for us tonight. <laughs> I'm harassing Bill Murray via Reddit. Yeah. Scientology uh, is bullshit. The <laughs> there are no aliens. This is the Pope. You you only have Bill Murray, huh? That's it. So so seriously though, New York City is it going to be a five eight risk reward show in New York? Well, yeah. Let's, we let's do it. It's you, convenient for John. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Should we get Trey to get the Gary up there? I mean, it's like the guy's not full of dents. He's like ready to roll, you know? I want to do it. I'll tell you what. I, I had a lot of fun uh, doing the New York barbecue last time, but um, it's a lot of work. I have it's, too much to do. It's very time consuming. And yeah. As, 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 as Pat mocks uh, how actually busy I am. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot. I was it's quoting. Lot. I was quoting. The, I was, Actual Ringo, Ringo star. <laughs> I have too much to do. I would, uh, I, I would like it if somebody else took over and I could just fucking like, kind of help out. You know, I like doing the first one because I knew I had to do it right, and I'm kind of a control freak, like with the show or whatever. And but, but Tell now I'm. Tommy, you'll do it. Sorry, Tommy will do it. Yeah, <laughs> but if, if Tommy does it, he's not even on the PRF, and then 311 will end up headlining exactly. it or some shit. We'll be on a. <laughs> Like we'll be on against a, me or something. <laughs> we'll yeah, be on a, he's I like, told you guys my three eleven story. The time five eight open for three eleven. Yes, uh, please. Yes, go ahead quickly. <laughs> so, so, so five eight open for three eleven. Baton Rouge, and um, Baton Rouge. So, so three eleven bass player is a guy named Tron, Peanut, bro. right? The guy's name and is Peanut, the bass player. Peanut. This douchebag is playing bass for three eleven. Name is actually Peanut. Peanut. And by the way, you never hear anybody say, oh, Peanut, I love that guy. They're like, hey, Saul. Oh, did you meet Peanut yet? Yeah, Peanut. Like, no one ever loves a guy named Peanut. Like, so anyway, Peanut sitting on the couch with his, like, 11-string bass, whatever the fuck it was, (laughs) you know. After the show, and he's still beating on this thing, like, it owes him money, you know, like, because he's such a musician, you know. This little girl standing in the doorway of the dressing room, and uh, she's looking at this guy with big stars on her eyes, you know. And um, 
and like and, and their people are there. Like three eleven has like these goons who travel with them, you know. And I'm sort of they're kind of giving me the stink eye because I'm in the dressing room, but it's like oh, my dressing room too. I played. But this girl like sort of standing at the door, and finally Peanut kind of looks up and kind of gives her a top to bottom and kind of like nods at one of these goons, and they're like, "You can go in," you know. So she comes in and sits down next to this douchebag Peanut, and starts to tell her how much she enjoyed the show because she's a sweet little college girl from Baton Rouge. Like, oh, you know, I really like you guys, fan. You're my boyfriend's favorite band, and blah blah blah. You know, she's just being really sweet and 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 you know, just a college girl. She's talking about her boyfriend. Yeah. That's a bad sign. <laughs> well, and Peanut's like beating on his face, and he's not even really acknowledging her. Just kept every now and then he goes, dude, he grunts. But finally, he looks at her, and he goes, what are you doing in here? You're ugly and you're fat. I don't want to talk to you. And she just leaps up and immediately bursts into tears and looks around the room, and everyone's just kind of either used to Peanut, which, you know, that says everything you need Speaks to know right volumes, there. yeah. Or they're like me, and they sit there with their mouth hanging open. And she runs out of the dressing room. And Peanut looks around the room and goes, did you see that? I made her cry. Oh. That's even worse. Well, let's, you know, let's hear his side of the stories. Next week, uh, Peanut Peanut from 311 is calling in. So I don't want to, you know. Penis. uh, I don't want to dissuade the audience. What a dick. Penis. Fuck you, Peanut. They should call him Penis. Yes, we heard you the first 17 times. Hello, Mario. How are you? Oh, okay. Hey. I did make it here. I didn't think I was here yet. Penis. I get it. I'm supposed to I'm supposed to acknowledge Mario's entrance every time, even though I'm trying to do a fucking show. I thought I'm the Pope was thread. here. I thought that was and, my intro. And, and happy birthday, Mario. Yeah. I heard the Pope was here. Happy birthday, Mario. Can you turn to I wasn't even coming this week, but Ryan called me and begged and tell me there's a big surprise in store, so I did come down. And, uh, I'm still fighting with Dave. Dave, fuck you, Dave Harrison. Well, listen, Dave's not too hey, happy. Not, I'd be careful. Dave's actually a little bit pissed off. I think. Actually, and he's oh. spry. Actually, Mario, uh, uh, since it's your birthday, I brought you a little uh, present. You want your present? Uh, that's Italian. Here, this is uh, this is fresh from Brooklyn's over here. This is uh, Carmine's Pizza. Okay, so I figured oh. you'd be. Get out. Yeah, this is real fresh, authentic. Uh, this co- looks good. Brooklyn I pizza. Warm it up. I gotta warm it up. It's freezing. You can't use my house. I'll to put warm it, it up. on the. I'll put it on the. Um, warm it up at Seven Eleven and come back. Warm place. it up, Chris. He's gonna turn the oven on, so he'll just heat it there. Is there a but candle listen, on it? Thanks, why why thanks didn't you bring enough for the rest of us, you skin flint? We can cut them in half. There's Pat, two slices. Pat is eating some nice looking pizza while I'm speaking. Mario, speak directly into that microphone. It's show seventy five. <laughs> yes, it is. Thank you. Anyway, thank you uh, for the good birthday, wishes. Mario. I am old. I, I went you to Sizzlers for my birthday. You are 52 years old. Uh, I had a lot of to eat, and uh, my son matches me plate for plate, which I'm very proud of. And uh, I went to see a movie, and uh, Dave would be happy that I actually had some casual sex. You know, my yearly oh. sex escapades. Right. <laughs> what, what was his name? My it's bi-yearly. That t- it's that time of year. I didn't realize. It's my bi-yearly. There's a few other holidays. A tri-yearly. I don't know what you call it. Anyway, I, I'm late be because I was listening. So sad. I was listening to a few of the podcasts. <laughs> I got stuck listening to podcasts, and you, you know got what? Stuck listening to the own, the show that you're on. Yeah, well, you know, I go on to listen nice to attitude. live. Then I get bored. I go on to some older shows. The next thing I know, it's like I'm listening to uh, some shows, and I realize, you know what? I'm sorry, guys. I love you all, and I'm sorry I've said mean things to you, and I'm sorry I blew up at you last week, Dave. Year of redemption. Now that wow. I'm older, I'm a little bit wiser. A, sounds like an official apology to me, Dave. What do you think of that? Oh, I was—I actually was telling John earlier that I was waiting for the official po- apology for you punching me, 
in the stomach very hard at the We Christmas settled party. that last week. You punched no, me after you, the show. No, you made a joke about it and refused to apologize. <laughs> First the pizza contest, now have, this. This is your chance, Mario. This is your chance, Mario. On, your chance, on Mario. the week of my... Dave's all gut hurt. On the week of my anniversary of my birth, did you bring my CD this week, Dave? No. Oh, that's where this all starts. Okay, why don't you apologize for that? Yeah. Why don't you Ruby just have melodies. a little foreskin? I mean, why do I need to apologize for not giving you something for free? All right. You want $5? Let's move on with the game. Thank you, Dave. You said you would give it to me, but I will apologize. Not for punching you, because you deserve that punch when you said you were going to bring me my CD on Christmas. I got sodomized myself yesterday. (laughs) But I will will, uh, apologize for blowing up. Non-sequitur. Is somebody on the phone? Why, why are you just... Yes, apo- Ringo's still on the line. Talk Hello. to Ringo. Apologize, Mario. Just apologize across the board. Yeah. Let's do it I all thought I did. Get it out of your system. Play no. back the tape. I guess it did. How about I just make you a shirt that says, I'm Mario and I'm sorry? <laughs> I'll make that shirt. I'll make millions on that shirt. I'd like a shirt that Tommy's, says that. Tommy's eyeballs literally turn into cartoon dollar signs <laughs> when that, when Dave mentioned it. <laughs> Ringo. <laughs> We're talking to Ringo yeah. uh, the band 5-8 and many other uh, fun projects. You play yeah. with uh, bands oh, you that know have numbers. Who Ann asked me about the time 5-8 opened for the Ramones? Right. I and can't I believe never, I never heard that I, 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 You know, I just assumed, like I probably mentioned that 10 times because it's one of those things where you're like, oh yeah, I played Psychedelic so like, first. Oh yeah, 5-8 opened for the Ramones. It's like it should be on a t-shirt so I'm one of the sort well, of proud I, moments of my I, life. I figured I would have come across that story on the forum or something at some yeah. point. You know, I, I, I know. Yeah, I guess it never, yeah, never was, came up. But, was that the so 311 yeah, tour? It was the Marky era. Marky, Johnny, Joey, Dee Dee, and Marky. What and, year is um, this? Oh, fuck. Yeah, give us an approximation. Eh, probably 96, 95. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. And uh, it, was, it was it was in Georgia Theater. It was in Athens, and it was a really cherry gig, and everybody wanted it. Somehow we got it, and it turned out to be not so great. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> man, there was a huge crowd there, and they come from all over the south because it was like one of two dates. Like it was like Athens and Fort Lauderdale or something, and then they were going to get out of the south because you know Joey's uh, terrified of the Klan. He wrote about it, um, and. Um, yeah, so we, we, we got out to play. You know, we were told you had exactly 40 minutes. And um, we went out there, and, man, the audience just hated us. Like You're not the Ramones. They were not, <laughs> they were not interested in seeing 5-8. We Hello, could have been the greatest uh, band in the world, but we were not, at that point, the Ramones. How's it going, everybody? So, we're not the Ramones. Stick around for the Ramones. <laughs> Don't I, lo- I love when the opening band is like, uh, they'll, they'll say things like, uh, thanks for coming out, uh... Uh, just so you know, uh, the Ramones are up next. And it's like, well, what, what the fuck do you think I'm here for? Stick around for the Rolling Stones and the Beatles. <laughs> stick around for the band you paid for. Yeah. Stick around. Right. <laughs> well, you know, the most antagonistic relationship we ever had with an audience was the night we opened for the Reverend Horton Heat. Wow. Horton. 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 Horton, here's a who. Correct Tron, bro. And that was, a, that was in Birmingham, Alabama. And... That was when I discovered that rockabilly dudes are just skinheads who let their hair grow out. Uh, that's actually the truth. Uh, rockabilly rockabilly guys are old skinheads. Punks become garage rock guys, and uh, and uh, and uh, skinheads become uh, very good, rockabilly guys. Very good assessment, Dave. I like that. <laughs> and then they, then they have to carry that stupid bass around on the subway. You say it like you knew about that for a long time. I have. No, it's, it's actually, it, it was a, a realization I came to when I went to a Rumblers car show. Um, I don't know if you know what yeah. the, the, those yeah. guys are uh, just a beefy pile of Rat shit. <laughs> like yeah. one beefy fucking sideburn mutton chop piece of shit. Does that like, mean does that mean you liked it? No, I fucking hate him. Oh, okay. 
Now, I used to hang out with Levi and the Rock Cats, and, and they didn't uh, strike me as skinheads. They said as, uh, as more as rockers. Yeah, well, so these guys are like standing in front of Dan Horowitz's mic, calling him a kike while we play. And like marching around and smiling while Christ. we were on stage. Oh my God. I don't interpret yeah. that as friendly at all. No, wow. it was well, it's Birmingham, Alabama. It was a special place. I mean, remember the, the probably the most famous document of the civil rights era is a letter from the Birmingham jail. Yeah, yeah it's ground, Birmingham. It's ground, zero, it's ground zero of racism. Yeah. yeah. You know, before you, yeah. ta- you talked about Joe Ramone singing about the KKK taking his baby away. You know, that's not really about the KKK. It's about, it's jo- about Johnny. Johnny. It's about Johnny, Johnny right? It's yeah. about right-wing, I th- right-wing bandmates. Like, well, I think, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, right. we, I think we all know yeah. the story. Yeah. yeah, we all have internet connections. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah, so Dan finally, like, walks up to the microphone and looks at all these skinhead guys. And Dan's like, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a towering five foot six, you know. Um, and he says... You guys still mad about that old World War Two thing? <laughs> uh, and these fucking skinheads go bananas, and I'm—I I finally like we were we were struggling to be heard over the sea hiling, goose stepping, rockabilly skinhead Nazis. And I walked up to the microphone from behind the drum kit, which I never do. I think it's a bad form for a drummer to walk up to the microphone and talk, because God knows they never have anything interesting to say. Well, but that's why you have to you have to lobby for a microphone behind the kid. <laughs> yeah, I'd hit it anyway. So, but anyway, I walk up there and I say to these guys, "You guys have a lot of tattoos." They're like, "Yeah, yeah." Like, you guys get those tattoos in jail <laughs> between sucking each other's dicks. Silence. Oh, Ooh, silence. Like, you guys don't look so tough now. She's looking at your fucking dicks in each other's mouth, and oh. you know, let's shut them down. It was. Uh, I'm was surprised they didn't rush you right there. Uh, we used to, they used to be skinheads all the time. Remember David, like the, the roadhouse, the roadhouse and stuff. And, uh, they, they pretty much get their ass kicked almost every time too. They come there looking to start a fight and they were outnumbered and they get their ass kicked. I feel like they're dudes that are just like, had like a sexual fetish for getting their asses kicked and they're Maybe. like, what would be the quickest way to do this? Oh, let me be a Nazi skinhead. <laughs> but there was, do you remember there was, there was a group of guys who were like, had the whole skinhead thing going on, the look, but weren't Nazis. Well, I mean, they're they're definitely they're definitely they were like regular dudes, but they were like you know, hey, yeah. I like to shave my head and wear combat boots, but I don't believe in that shit. Yeah, punks. For I, I like I uh, I like looking like a giant penis, but I'm uh, I'm into equal <laughs> rights. <laughs> right. Uh, by the yeah. way, uh, I just belched again to remind me that Tommy Rockstar told me on, when he was listening to the show on his way here, he was trying to eat a chicken parmesan sandwich in the car, <laughs> and he almost threw up. Who eats chicken parm in the car? That's not really traveling food. <laughs> I, don't, I don't eat chicken parm like without no, utensils. It's a chicken parmesan in the car. That's not traveling. Food. What's the most inconvenient food to eat while driving? Oh, tacos. I can write a book about it. <laughs> yeah. It's like I was Ta- tra- tacos. I'm sorry. I was I trying food. to eat lo mein. Yeah. There's nothing I can't eat in a car. Well, I wanted to get Mario his surprise birthday present of uh, Carmine's pizza, and I figured I'd pick up a chicken. Parm. I appreciate that. Tommy. Now that's Italian. Tommy, I thought that you. Tommy, you were losing weight. You were you were doing good. Now you're eating chicken palm heroes in the car. Uh, What's it's, wrong? It's with health food, you know. <laughs> health food. <laughs> a lot of protein. All right, listen, uh, uh, Ringo, I got to run, and uh, we'll take the shortest break oh. ever and come back with a Ryan game, everybody. What do you think? Yeah. Hey, thanks for letting me out. You guys have a great night. All right, you, you too, too Ringo. man. Good talking thanks, to you. Ringo. Love you. There he goes. There's Ringo. He's the best. You don't tell our guests you love them enough. I just told him. I know. That's what brought it to my attention. Oh, no, all right. Well, well I, I will say that. We know him, and we do love him. Yeah, I've never, oh, I've never met him, but no, I love him. No, Thank you for the dollhouse. I wish I was small enough to play in it. Speaking of doing things in your car that uh, are uh, bad for you, here's oh. Token and Stroking by the Mighty High. <laughs>
We'll be back after this. Live from yeah. the Barrage. Stick around.
right, that was kid tested with something. What's that buzzing? Oh, that's on their tape. I guess Steve Albini's didn't record their album. <laughs> nope. Um, so, yeah, um, before that, we heard the Broadlow, of course. A lot of people asking about that heavy jam. And that's Ben Smith from uh, Sweet Diesels. This is the band he used to be in, so you might know him from then and he, from there. He's from right around here. He used to he grew up around here. Like I could walk to Ben's house probably. He knows OFB, 22 Parks. <laughs> <laughs> all the gangs, all the White Street gangs of my youth. The Belmar boys. Yeah, I never joined the White Street gangs. We did have bottle fights, though. What's this, then? Throw fucking uh, bottles at each other from across the train platforms. And- you know, for a goof. For then a every- goof. Then everybody runs away and The cops home. never showed up. What the fuck? <laughs> How's that even happen now? It was yes. the worst oh, that sorry, time Mary, you guys... I had uh, mic down. Worst the time you guys uh, put that uh, hot dog cart down the subway stairs. <laughs> and then Kevin Bacon molested you. <laughs> Walking on train on the third rail, throwing bowling balls and shit. We did all that shit. Did I'm you have uh, chestnut wars? Of course. Every no. October, chestnuts would fall. They would be great. <laughs> the chestnut wars. You see who could gather the most chestnuts Truck and nuts. kill each other with them. Truck nut wars. <laughs> put them in a sock. Truck they nut fuck wars. someone up. Chestnut Truck nut wars. Chestnuts on A&E. Very hard and dense. They hurt. Oh, they hurt. John, didn't you have a story? Unless you get hit with the spike, then you're in trouble, too. Oh, the, 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 green, the green outer skin. It's right. like a grenade. Hey, all right. I got a, a quick question for you all before you go on, Tommy. Huh. Um, Dave. Cashew, where does it come from? Just say, uh, like, you know, where you think it comes from. What does a cashew like, grow on? Like, oh, I thought you meant what country. Uh, no. It's a, it's a tree. Cashew tree. What do you got? I'll say bush. What do you got? Tree. What do you got, Mario? Cashew nut. Cashew grows um, underground. All right. What do you got, Tommy? Tree. I know tree? I know tree I'm is wrong. correct. I know I'm wrong because peanut's the only one that grows off tree a bush. Tree is correct. But do you know how it grows? How does a cashew grow off a tree? How you're not scrub, bro. Is it in a shell? Does it grow on a vine? How how does it grow? Oh, I saw this recently. It's in a pod. How it's does a, your ch- cashew grow? It's a seed. It's a big nut. It's you never I, seen I a, didn't know the answer. I could s- not believe Hold it. Hold on, I know this. I know this. And me you, and the guy at work just right. do this all day. And it's got to be roasted because it's poisonous. No, the shell nut. is poisonous. Right. Tox. That's why you never see a but shell. But it's a gigantic a shell. A shell. It, looks like, it looks like a small coconut, no. right? Close, close. Ryan's on the mark. A cashew... Grows off the bottom of what's called a cashew apple, which is looks like a pear. It's like a giant fruit, and on the bottom, can you eat just, that? Yeah, right. but the reason we don't eat it is because it doesn't travel well, and it has to be exported from Vietnam and South America and everything else. It's not very tasty. You mean my but nuts no, are they, Asian? They like it. It's a little uh, acidic or whatever. I didn't know cashews were. Your nuts are Asian. <laughs> well, that, it used to only grow in a couple places. Let me let's school you guys. But if you Google image charts, like the picture of a cashew fruit, it's fucking insane. So there's this fruit. And there's this just one cashew growing off the bottom like a Stevie cock. <laughs> and it has this gigantic shell on it. And I would have never, ever guessed in a million years that's how a cashew grew. Amazing. That sounds really hard to harvest and like a pain yeah, in the ass. Yeah, it sounds like way too much, uh, you know, too much fruit wasted and too much work. But they use the fruit there. But I mean, hey, one cashew per fucking fruit? It's crazy. Thank waste, you. Waste Thank you, everyone. Wasted fruit is my least favorite Iron Maiden's yeah. jam. <laughs> the amazing world of nature. See, I would have never thought that. I'm like, somebody asked me that. I'm like, how the fuck would a cashew grow? I said bush like Ryan, like an idiot. I didn't know. Deep thoughts by John Hulman. I asked my family this the other night. They were like, none of them had any clue. I thought, you know, we Googled the picture. They're like, holy shit. 
I got Thank a lot. You. I got a lot right after that, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's a family game Important night. Important show research. <laughs> family game night, ladies and gentlemen. Last night, Papa came home and taught us about <laughs> how cashews grow. <laughs> Speaking John of played, games, John played cards against humanity. <laughs> <laughs> there is a chat box, Itchy Magoo, on the phone app, but I'm not sure if it links up with this one. So it's your, the saddest one. <laughs> your quick, your quick-witted uh, barbs might uh, fall on deaf ears. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, sorry. Before I, uh, I try to log in as a user under the the username PBBBB PBBB. So <laughs> yeah, right. I'm so fucking stupid. That was Arstron Smith. I take that back. I'm very smart. It's time to move on with the game for the Ryan game. No, it's not. No? It's not. Ooh. Okay. No, the needle off the record. Stop it. Stop in, a, the in, in honor of his presses. birthday, it's time for the Mario game. Oh, oh that's why I was yeah. called here tonight. Watch Happy birthday, ever. Mario. How does this work? What do, I, what do I do? So we have to take our pants off and tell stories that go nowhere? <laughs> I'll get do naked. To, so, do Mario, we have to regret not being homosexuals? Do we all have to punch Dave? <laughs> He with pushed me back. It's called even back in where I came from in the hood. We're going to have a chestnut war. <laughs> you and me. So Chest have a chestnut war. war is on A&E this Friday. <laughs> I'm what watching these retarded shows where guys, uh, they, they dig up ginseng and they shoot oh, the each other. They just get dumber. And then there's and another and stupid show. Oh, I saw Dangerous Grounds, which is the coffee guy. That goes <laughs> <on>. <laughs> it's a great name. <laughs> no one's going to get my coffees. And there's some other dudes who like uh, fucking uh, uh, scoop up baby eels and send them to Japan. It's a whole thing. It's retarded. $300 a pound for ginseng. It's amazing. Like they're, they're scraping the bottom of the barrel, yet no one's done a reality show based around the guys who run the bang bus. Because I would <laughs> totally watch that. It's Yeah, it's called the bang bus. <laughs> bang bus wars. Dave, a reality a reality show about reality kings. These guys are pickup fuckers. have no idea what the hell they're doing. <laughs> Dave, I don't know if you know this, but I actually uh, I sunk a, quite a bit of money doing a, a reality show about Trash Bar. We were working on that for a year. All right. But, of course, it went south and uh, never came to fruition. Trash Wars! <laughs> fruition. <laughs> but, Tommy, um, can you uh, abbreviate everything? Can you go through a whole list of totes, magotes, appreciate? Yeah, yeah, totes. My favorite, my, <laughs> my favorite words are, like, really long ones. You just take a little bit off the end, like institutionalization. You know? <laughs> <laughs> my, that's my favorite song from uh, Suicidal <laughs> Tendons. All he wanted was just one peps. Pat, say it. Pat. All he wanted was one peps. Pat, say it. What happened? What happened to the game? Let's so move on mother? with the game. <laughs> so your mother has a dick? <laughs> it's a cashew. All right, let's move on with the game. What do we have? The Mario the birthday Ma game? The Mario game. All right, it works like this. Mario, You, for, I've been listening back to the show, and for the past several weeks, you've been very upset that a certain category hasn't come up in the game. How what is time? it? Yes. It's Dave it's CD is a, is a whole category. It. Dave CD is a whole category. It's art. So tonight, I'm going to ask Mario all the questions, okay? All and right. all the questions are going to be about art, and we're going to see whether whether or not oh, he really can stand up to this category as well as he uh, How's everybody else says, score? So can they steal it from me? It's the Mario it? game. It's not the us game. Well, this is how it works. Uh, I'm going to ask a question, and before you answer it, I'm going to ask each other person whether or not you're going to know the answer. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> All right, we have to guess whether Mario knows the answer or not. Right. Just put me down for no for everything, <laughs> and, and I now wait to you all. I would make you pay. This time is out. Like the time I went bowling, and I, I bowled a 280 because people doubted me. There's no uh, buzzing or anything. You're going to ask us all in order, so I'll we don't. I'll ask have, okay. you guys in order, and. Uh, 
We'll go down the line. Uh, and that's my that. memory stick is overloading. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, I always play with sticks. <laughs> the professor and Ruben Kincaid died last night. Yeah. I see right through yeah. you, Steve Albini. Don't blow up my new stop. Oh, sorry. That's right. Are you ready, Mario? I am ready. What's the first All question? Right. A lot of pressure here. Come on, because he got in the I'll start off easy with you. This is my favorite part. <laughs> Dave, do you forgive Mario, by the way? Yeah, sure, why not? Okay. Oh. Tutti cose sono buoni. All right. Mario. Yes. How did Vincent Van Gogh kill himself? Don't answer the question. How did Vincent Van Gogh kill himself? He definitely himself? does not know this. Okay. Pat. I'm going no. Pat says you don't know the answer. Dave, I think you said does he doesn't not. know. He does not know. John? I think he knows. Tommy? I'm going to say no because I don't know. Okay. Mario, it's what's the answer? Uh, I believe he died of an overdose from absinthe drinking. Mario, you are incorrect. Damn it! Uh, Fuck! Right. I, I was betting on you, sir. I believed what, in what, you. Well, how did he die? Well, do you have one that goes, you're the worst? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He died from a self-inflicted gunshot mm -hmm. wound. Yeah. Damn it. Oh, man. You know, if I'm incorrect... It was a crime of passion. I have an amendment to the mm. game. If I'm incorrect, somebody can go for the steal and see if they know the right answer. No. I like to say... <laughs> That's not how Come it works. Come on. Let these... Uh, they know it. Let me tell we'll, you. We'll, we'll let other people answer for fun, but it's not going to count All towards right. the score. Got it. Got it. All right. I'm sorry I missed Question it. number two, Mario. And do not I'm answer. Mario. I'm sorry. Give me a shirt. In what town... This is an Italian question. <laughs> In what town was Leonardo da Vinci born? Tommy, does he know the answer? I'm going to say yes. Pat? I'm going to say yes. No. Dave, Dave says no. no. I'm going with Dave. I'm saying no. Okay. Tommy says yes. So is Pat. Dave and John say no. Mario, what is the answer to the question? Now, this is tough because I, I... In what town was Leonardo da Vinci born? I remember if I I think it might be a trick question because the, from Leonardo da Vinci actually means Leonardo from uh, of Vinci. So it might be Vinci Italy or I would say Florence. But I'll go with Vinci. Now that's Italian. <laughs> Mario, either one of those answers would have been acceptable. Yeah. Yes. He is from no, Vinci. No, I got it wrong. Fuck. He is from Vinci right outside of Florence. Wow. Yeah. Pat and Tommy. I've been to his house. I went over for a couple of shots. He actually used <laughs> like intelligent. He actually <laughs> used intelligent Jenny. guesstimation on that one, you know? <laughs> yeah, he went he used logic. On All this. right. Mario, question number three. What is the name of the Dali painting that features droopy watches and melting clocks? John, does he know the answer? Yes. Dave. No, he does not know the answer. Pat. Yes. I know the answer. Oh, damn it. Tommy. He's no, an no, art no, teacher, no. isn't he? Yeah. So this gonna, is true. I'm he is an go, art teacher. I'm going to go with yes. All right. Okay. So to speak. John's yes. Dave, no. Pat, Dave's yes. no across the board. And Tom, yes. I just got Mario. turned on to you. Yeah. That would uh, be uh, persistence of memory. That is correct. Yes. Oh, I was going to say Persistence of Time by Anthrax. <laughs> this ain't music, boys. You've got to go to college for this shit. Ah, uh, give me one. Give me a point. You got a point. You got your first point. Finally. Pat is, by the way, by the way, Pat is 
maintaining his championship right now. He's tied in That's the league right. with Chalice. Pat is the defending champion. Can I win? Again, Dave, Dave and John have won. Can head, I drink Mario. from the Chalice? And now, I, and now Dave is starting to wonder if he should say yes to some of the things that you might know because you you uh, got two right in a row. Thank you. I'm, I'm impressed. Uh, I two bet for three. All of it on the next question. I once farted at the beginning of Master of Puppets. <laughs> Barry, I'm going to keep track of what you're getting right, too. Here's question number four. What artist is famous for creating the impossible object? Dave, does he know the he answer? He does not know the answer to this. Pat? No. Tommy? I think I know it, so I'm going to say no. The impossible <laughs> Three object. Three nose and earth. Three Trying to read his face, but I can't see no, him. You no, know, it's, it's not possible. John? It really looked like he didn't know most of them. And he, the ones yes, he, he knows, because I know. Dave, do you know the answer to this? I don't, actually. Okay. Mario, what is the answer to the I'll question? I confess that I'm trying to picture the impossible mm. object. If you think about it, it makes it even easier. Right. That's What's, what I'm saying, what Tommy. What is the impossible yeah. object? It's a big camouflage dildo. Just think about a, an artist who makes impossible art. Good hint. I'm guessing right away you don't know the answer. Impossible so let's, I, I want to keep the show moving. Yeah, let's I got move on. I, I Can was, I guess? I will, guess, I will no. say I have an answer. I will uh, say Man Ray. Give me half a point. That is incorrect. I'll take a it quarter of your ma- point, John. Tommy, what's the right answer? MC Escher? MC Escher? That's right. Of course. Oh, MC Escher. You dummy. He tours with, hip- with the shape of the Dark I Lord. I thought you did on that. <laughs> did, did, anybody, did anybody say that he knew it? MC Escher tours with the shape nobody, of the Dark Lord. That's correct. How everybody, could I get that wrong? You said that he did not know, right, Pat? Yeah. Okay, everybody got a point on that. Wow. So I'm not going to give anybody a point. I just couldn't no. picture the piece. That's what the problem was. Impossible artwork. Pat wants his point. <laughs> Question number five. Uh, Mario, what museum was built in 1190 and was intended to be used as a fortress? I know the answer. John. Stay Forte? Does he know? <laughs> Tell him what country. Uh, ask him what country. You no, know, he's proven no. himself to be pretty dumb so far, but I'm going to have to think if I know it, he knows it. This is um, my strategy. Well, he's an art teacher, so. Okay, so you say yes? Yeah. I think he, I think he knows this. Okay. I'm going to give it a yes as well. Tommy? Nope. Okay, Mario. Yeah, uh, I get no country help. What, what Come mu- on. I'll read it again. What museum was built I, I'm in I'm overthinking Ale- it. It Ale- might be the Lourdes, but I'm going to go with Prado. Prado is your final answer? Yes. You should have, you should have stuck with Idiot. the, with the uh, Lourdes. You're a, you're a louver. I knew it was the Lourdes, by the way. You guys all knew it. Well, why didn't you Where say is that? The Prado? Give I'm playing point. poker with you later. I can't wait. Where is the Prado? <laughs> Prado's in Spain. That's right. Prado was a catcher for the Mets. Miguel Prado. <laughs> I know it was the Lord. I'm going to hit you with a half fucking, a point. I'm going to hit you with a cattle Prado. Uh, Mario, I'm betting on you to know these answers. And you, 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 I you, said it, it should be the Lord. He's your horse. But he, started out, he started out strong, two for three. and uh, he's, That's it. I'm he's going, he knows nothing from now on. That's my new strategy. No, nothing. No. Knows nothing. I can't believe I said yes. on the question. I, okay. I messed it up just because you did say yes. I don't know one museum in my life. I know nothing, and I the knew The way that. you guys knew it, nothing. I said they only know one museum. The Lord Let's right move the on with the game. Thanks, Pat. Let's move on with the game. Thank you, Pat. Mario, whose painting was often riddled with cigarette ashes since he worked with a canvas on the floor? Pat, does he know the answer? If he doesn't, I have so many free punches for him. I'm, I'm going with yes. I, I, I give the exact same response as Pat just Okay, us. Tommy says yes, and Pat says yet, yes, and uh, Dave? He knows it. He says he knows you it. you got to give me a question. I didn't hear you. Whose painting w- was often riddled with cigarette ashes since he all worked right, cigarette with ashes? He knows floor. about this. He knows about cigarettes. Yeah, you all know it. Chatbox, do you know it? Yeah, he died yes, on the, the LIEs. Yes, the chatbox has it. They're exploding with the answer. It's obvious, right? Okay, said, Mario, what's the answer? He just gave the answer. He died on the LIE, and his name is Jackson Pollock. That's right. That's correct. Yep. Very good. Yep. 
Thank God I got one. Yes, on the chat box we have uh, (laughs) Itchy Magoo, the beautiful older woman, (laughs) saying Pollock, and Steve V checking in with Pollock, and Dovey's. From Australia, clocking in in third place. Jack Congratulations. Jack you're, Strong. A, you're all as smart as Mario. Jack you're wrong, wrong Tron, Mario. <laughs> I knew it was the Louvre. All right, Mario. Yes. What renowned primitive art painter died in 1961 when she was 101 years old? John. How many of you out there are into older women? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. 101 years old? And I pulled that sound women. clip up. <laughs> I, was, I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> that was very good, John. Kudos to you, John. John uh, what's the question? You're getting a raise, John. Around. I'm giving you a raise. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Who died in 1961 <laughs> at age old? 101. What's Woman. the question, please? That's Joe Strummer what and renowned the 101ers. Prim- what? what? Oh, oh, Grandma. Oh, oh, oh you fucking asshole. <laughs> I'm well, sorry. Very good, John. You got it right. Okay, let's move on to the next question. Well, I was going to say George O'Keefe. <laughs> you're That's dumb. what I was going to say. <laughs> What's Grandma Moses, you idiots? Yeah. No, I, got, I had it. I had it. How many you know, how need... many paintings did Van Gogh sell in his lifetime? Tommy, does he know the answer? No, because it's a numbers question. John, does he know the answer? Yes. Yes. Dave says yes? No. No? Okay. Mario, what's the answer? I love numbers. The number is zero. Zero is correct. No. Oh, one. no. <laughs> one. Oh, really? He sold one painting in his lifetime. That's what I was going to say. Zero, was, one, two, and it was, and it was and I believe it was commissioned. Was I was going for the, uh, the Ryan right. reverse brother, psychology his angle. Theo. Theo brought it. Right. Theo was, thank God his for brother Theo. bought the only piece that he sold? Yeah. Oh. He, he was, uh, he was I, an art I should have said one. Adam saying zero. Arstrand Smith saying zero. They're all with me. It was Stevie one. saying right. zero. Theo was a great he also wiped standing up. Dovey saying have, zero. Uh-huh. Well, good you're going to have, have a zero party. No one getting for it right. Theo or Paul Gagan, Van Gogh would have went crazier a lot sooner. <laughs> Chat box, this is for you. Bunch of smarty pantses. See what you know. Mario, what, which art movement claimed to be anti-art? Dave. Uh, he knows this. Pat. Yes. <laughs> Tommy. Yes. This is such a Mario question, like uh, no wave or something, you know, like he would definitely know because he's the anti-artist and he's a rebel. Oh, man. Dream genie. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say no and hope to scoop up a point against everyone else. It's a good strategy. Yep. Can't Go ahead, Mario. Points. What's the answer? What did the computer say to his father? Which? Art? I love you, Dada. Dadaism is correct. Oh, wow. I knew, I knew I he would no know idea this. What so that was. Stupid! All you guys are the best around, and I suck. <laughs> I got that data on my memory stick right here. <laughs> Tommy, you're in the lead, by the way. Hit me with my memory stick. Pat, hit me in, fast and hit me quick. Right, Pat. Pat, you're in second place. Giving, you're one point I've been behind giving, Tommy. Uh, Tommy's secret singles here. My memory stick working. is overloading. <laughs> Mario Edvard Munch is categorized by this art movement. John. Impression. Fuck. Yes or oh. no? That's the wrong answer. I forget anyway, the game. I just want to answer because I'm so small. <laughs> okay, well, I, I'll yes, spray, he knows. I'll spray, I'll spray the, it's not impressionism. Right, okay. I think he knows it. I think he knows it. Tommy. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> no, it's entertaining. I just want to answer the question. Yes, have some. <laughs> yes, have some. Coffee, Mr. Tully? Would you like some coffee? <laughs> judging, by his, judging by his poker face, I'm going to go with no. I'm going to say yes. So, you, Tommy oh, so said no, stupid. Pat said yes. John, what did you say? I got caught up in your I comments. Think he knows. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think he knows it. So, yes, Tommy, no. no. Pat, yes. Dave? He knows it. 
Yes, stay yes, for it. Stay, stay for Dave. What's the answer? I can't. I'm stuck between the Damn German it. expressionist movement yeah. and the Fox. I go with um, expressionism. That is correct. Fuck. Yeah. Easy on that microphone, eh? Sorry, yeah, booyah. Mm. Who got that wrong? Everyone except for me. The Fobs were one of my favorite periods. The Fobs were like the Sex Pistols Wait, of art. Pat and Dave Fob said that he would get it. I said he yes. would get it. Yeah. Okay. Dave said he would get it also. The Fobs come. Pat the Fobs are amazing. The Fobs, I said. Goddamn right. The John wild with ones. one point. Sorry. Oops. All right, Mario. What painter is well known for capturing ballet dancers while in class? Pat. I didn't touch Woody it. Woody Allen. <laughs> yes. Pat says yes. Dave. Yes. Uh, John. All right, he knows it. I think. In Italian, he would Tommy. say he would say C. So you say yes. I'm actually going to change my answer to no. Okay. Yes. That's, Dave, you even acceptable. know this. Come on, it's Edward de Gaz. That's right. Very good. Uh, I figured John's not Dave. So bad. Not Dave. Dave not changed. a bad strategy. Dave. Everyone but Dave is my fa- my favorite indie rock band. Edo minus the Dave. <laughs> Edo. Hian and Nara are periods of art from what country? Oh, I thought they were periods of uh, Jared Leto's acting. I'm going to say Chris. yes. That guy sucks. Tommy <laughs> says yes. yes. You're so mad Pat about him because yes. your wife thinks he's hot. You got so jealous of, of internet Jared Leto <laughs> the other day. That was great. <laughs> she actually called me at work and she's like, wait, are what you happened? serious? And I was like, no. <laughs> His wife posted a, a, a thing of Jared Leto nudes or something that was, or whatever. His wife and like 300 other girls and on Facebook. Pred- predictably, Dave uh, like blew his stack <laughs> And he's like, that guy's douchebag. Yeah. It was so obvious you were jealous. I loved it. There I was loved a big it. Jared Leto. Uh, he never read the Facebook. Bicycle Thief. <laughs> I tried to look at his dick, but uh, it wasn't loading for me, <laughs> so to speak. Who's up, Dave? You're up. I forgot the question. What was the question? Oh, the uh, Edo, country, what country? Dion and Nara he, are periods he, of art from he one knows, He knows it. Okay, and John. He knows. Go ahead, Mario. I would say Japan. That's right. Yeah. Everybody gets a point. You knew that, right? You guys all knew it. I didn't know. guess it. Listen, this is great, Brian. You got to put more art questions. Pepper them into the real game. So I let's can, move on to the I can lightning look round. Knowledgeable. Oh yeah! Lightning round. <laughs> is is Mario is Mary yeah. gonna get struck by lightning? Put another log on the fire. Just like last when week, Pat. Over, scream into my ass. What do I? F- All right, let's move this one quickly. I'm going to name the uh, the work of art, and you are going to give me the artist. Easy, gonna, Mario. Easy. We're going to move very quickly on this one. All ready? Right, like a prime f- a boxer here. I'm ready. Mona Lisa. Tommy. Yes. 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 Leonardo da Vinci. Yes. Leonardo da Vinci is right. Everybody gets a point. The, the birth of Venus. Tommy. Yes. 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 No. Mario begins with a U. Uh, um, um, yes. The correct answer is Botticelli. Yeah, oh, I'm the best around. I Only was give so me close one on point. that. I knew the pr- Botticelli. I knew it was you all along. I could read you like Bocello, a book. Botticelli. God damn it! My father like actually had that painted. Wrong. Danny DeVito's Botticelli. My father had that painted in Shh. our whole lightning round. Lightning round. I had a twenty-two dollar Botticelli uh, in Douglas Tron. Yeah. Nymphius. John. He doesn't know. No. He knows no. nothing. Nope. Mario. I got I draw a blank. I will say uh, the microphone, Bernard. sir. Bernard. That is incorrect. Also known as the water lilies. Monet. <laughs> Lemon jello. Damn it. Why didn't you say the lilies? Because <laughs> I want to throw it off. We're, that was we a all trick. Get a point. Everybody gets a point. It was a trick for Theus. 
Arrangement in gray and black. The artist's mother. Tommy. Nope. The yes. artist's mother. No. <laughs> He's giving it away. No. Mario, what's the answer? The arrangement of gray and black artist's mother. That's the to- whole title? That's the, that is the title. Drawing a blank. Right. Edward Hopper. Wrong. <laughs> Whistler. Oh, Whistler. Whistler's mother. Who got it right that time? They're losing track. We, we all did. did. We all did except for Pat, I think. Yeah, I, no, I'm, I'm wrong on that. So Tommy gets a point. The artist's mother. Come on. Tommy, Dave, and John get a point. I'm, I'm, I'm messing up. Woman with a hat. Tommy. No. Pat. No. Yeah. Yes, he knows it. No. Mario? Woman with a hat. Uh, not Matia. Um, oh, really? I don't know. I'm not getting it. I'm not You're getting funny. it in my yes. hands. Just say yes. something. Yes. Just say something. Uh, Matisse. That is correct. Oh, oh Ryan, you led him. <laughs> leading the witness. Objection. <laughs> I knew if I mentioned one of the four Frenchmen, I'd get it. Objection, Your Honor. Leading the witness. Pat, Pat gets a point. I came through for you, I Pat. A, I know, I got a point. I said, I said you knew Mario it. goes, it's not Matisse. Uh, who could it be? And, and, and Ryan goes, just say something. <laughs> Scream into my ass. Lousy. We had that point. I call bullshit on that one. Reversal. Reversal of fortune. The Young Ladies of Avignon. Tommy. Yes. No. 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 Pablo Picasso. That's right. Uh, Tommy, you're the best there at. You know, I'm sitting next to him, and I can, I'm reading his poker face. That's what I'm trying to... You know, See, I thought not that was kind of cheating. No. Yeah, he starts, he starts I, giving I, it away. I nod if I know it. I'm shaking my head <laughs> if I know Don't move, man. I don't want the uh, insider edge. I don't got, do I anything. I got six more. Ready? Oh, my God. <laughs> Bella with white collar. Tommy. No. Pat. Yes. No. What is it with a white collar? Bella. Bella. Bella with white collar. No. Mario? It's a fat woman with a white collar. Uh, <laughs> Renoir. No, it's Chagall. Chagall? Steven Chagall? Damn it. <laughs> I just saw, I, I just showed I the Village to the class. I should know this shit. I'm Steven sorry. Steven Chagall, ninja To painter. the kids of MS-158, I apologize. What's the age group Anyone you teach to? Mario, what's the age group you teach to? Richie with a collar. 12, 13. <laughs> They're really confused. As long as there's a little right. heat in there, he doesn't care. American Gothic. Tommy. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Pat, American Gothic. Oh, oh God, yes. <laughs> no. Come on. Dude. I know the painting. I don't know. Yes, yes, he knows. He's got Grant Wood. Grant Wood is right. Carrie Wood's brother. Grant Wood, uh, uh, the weakest Tommy, member of Husker Do. Tommy, Tommy Rockstar <laughs> ran in, ba- into him backstage at the Rolling Stones concert. Did you see me move my head that time, Tommy? <laughs> Out of the way, Grant Wood. Did man, you watch me move my head, Tommy? Man with a pipe. John Hulan. Oh, sorry. That was ahead. answering. Go ahead, Tom. No. 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 Fuck, I know the painting, too. Uh, fuck. Man no. With, man with a pipe. Mario? I'm not thinking if this is a cubist piece or it, that. It doesn't matter because everybody agrees that you don't know. So I will say, um, I will say um, Picasso. It's Cezanne. Uh, Cezanne, damn it! It's, the, uh, it's not the cubist. It's one. Miguel checking there your are two there. men with pipes. Father of Paulo Cezanne from three, CNN. Three. I like a little uh, balsamic magriette. Uh, we have we have a uh, Mary one, and Barry. one point difference between Rob Tommy Ford. and and Pat, and uh, three more questions. The kiss, Tommy. Yes. Pat. No. Wait a minute. No? And no. I'm yes. giving you Mario. Okay. Wait a minute. Mario. I just saw this painting. The kiss. Is, uh, I just saw this. Dolly. Wrong. It's 
Fuck. Gustav Klimt. Klimt. Oh, hey, <laughs> your oh, wife is just showing us her Klimt. Yeah, she's showing it to everybody. Damn it. <laughs> on the terrace. To it's magnificent. On, yes. the, on the terrace. <laughs> Tommy, does he know on the terrace? Hells no. 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 I'm looking at his face. He looks like a I, he looks I'm like a blank because, state. Uh, because he's he's looking at all my moves. Man, I gotta moving. apply this to poker. I will win all of his money. No, of course he doesn't know anything. <laughs> Bernard. No, it's Renoir. Mm. Damn it, those French <laughs> fucks get me all confused. Renoir. Last, go. last question. Sorry, Chris Renoir is my sorry, favorite wrestler. There, we should make a movie <laughs> called Back to School. We should remake Back to School with Mario you going back your, to school. <laughs> your Renoir balls. Right. I right. <laughs> right, Renoir balls, yeah. Thank you, Dave. They're beautiful. <laughs> I think uh, Ringo has them hanging off his truck. Renoir right, balls. Give me the last one. <laughs> okay, here's the last one. Light Iris. Tommy. White Irish? Light. Irish. White Irish? Just, what? <laughs> White Irish? Didn't they open up for Striper in the 80s? Light no. Irish. White Irish. Stick, around. A... Stick around for Striper. No, no, no. 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 I, he's got nothing. Mario, if you get this right, you win the game. Light Irish? Light Let's Irish. Let's move over the game. Man Ray. No. Damn it. It's Georgia O'Keeffe. Okay. <laughs> How should I not know that? He we answered Man bad. Ray to approximately... Twice. I meant to include Man Ray, and I forgot to. Tally, tally. We have a tie, and uh, our co-winners this week, Sorry. and reigning champ is, first of all, reigning champ is Pat Walsh. Right. Oh. Two two weeks in a row, he's won. And congratulations. Tommy, Pat. Can I drink from the challenge? Congratulations Fuck to you, Tommy. Also, thank you, thank you. the winner this week. So get two straws well and throw done. it in the... Paps Blue Ribbon Chalice. We're Bobby Sox Celebrate and your baby. victory. I got news for you. The Paps Blue Ribbon Chalice uh, is sitting over over there and is dirty. So I've got some news. Luck. I've got some I'll news on that. I'll drink from it. Did I do <laughs> all right? Happened, I get, thanks for playing, Ryan. That was a nice surprise. Good job. Next time Good I want to go ahead. Happy birthday once again, happy Mario. Birthday, We've learned. How many did I get right? None. <laughs> you, you were pretty impressive. I got to say. The name, the painting. Impressive. Thing. He got everything wrong. If I don't wrong. see the painting, I can't tell There's you the like artist. 50, I need 50 to see the painting. He got, that he doesn't got work for radio. Fifty percent my ass. I'm going to edit the show. Excuse I'll tell you the percentage. Besides name the artist, because I have to see the painting to name the artist. I can't just have a name. Names mean nothing. There was no visual. Well, that wouldn't be good for radio. Well, how did you take a test in school? I saw the slide. How do you teach? <laughs> I saw the slide. I could tell by the Very colors, carefully. the style, the uh, the stroke. The stroke. <laughs> you could always tell by the stroke. It's Woody's favorite anyway, Billy thanks Squire again, song. Thanks all, and thanks for all of you that believed in me half the time. Yeah, I. You know, I. We believe, all we I, were all guilty of believing in you more than we should have. Yeah, in the beginning, I believed in you a lot, and then uh, that dropped off big time. Like, you know, excuse me, before straight down the artist, we were on. But fire. happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, Mary. Happy birthday. Cheers. Mary. Cheers. <laughs> to the professor and Mr. Kincaid. Quite a birthday speech you gave me. Getting old, baby. Mr. Kincaid. I really hope de Blasio hasn't tuned in. <laughs> next week, Mayor de Blasio. Uh, there's no show next week. If you guys want to do the show another day, I'm fine with that. If you want to do it on uh, Wednesday or Saturday or something like wow. that. Wow. But I have I to like go Saturdays. to, I'll tell like you what I'm going to, Ryan. I'm going to uh, oh, I was impressing. I'm going to hip hop show. <laughs> really? Fresh Prince, EPMD got back together. I'll be playing at that. EPMD. I'm on the oh, bill. Oh yeah, you show. are going to the Biz Marquee, Curtis Blow, fucking all those dudes. I'm on I'm the bill for Black this Sheep. Show, what about yeah. Special Ed? I like Special. No, Ed. Special Ed's not on the bill. Uh, is it sponsored by Kangol? <laughs> all I know is uh, the Brit- show British is going to go Knights. on right on time. <laughs> <laughs> sponsored by British Knights. Listen and Seagrams. <laughs> 
I'm going to that it's with my be wife. Sad. I went to see Zeppelin a few years back, and when I turned around and looked at who was watching the band with me, I got very sad. Wait, what's when they, when what's they Zeppelin? Saw th- when they saw you watching with them, they got sad, Yeah, too. when they turned around, it wasn't a party for them either. What's Zeppelin <laughs> when, show, Mario? When, when, when Page when and Plant Zeppelin? got together the oh. last time, what was that? Clover, Cloverfield Page. They played the garden. It was sad. <laughs> well, enjoy the hip-hop extravaganza, John. Yes, I'm going on a date with my wife to the hip-hop show. I tried yes. to get on the bill, but they wouldn't let me perform. <laughs> yes, y'all in. Wait a minute, it's Mara's birthday. Shouldn't we like demand that he raps? No, no more. Come on, there, there's the beat, yes, Mario. Go. I just listened to the Christmas raps. Yeah. Next year, I'm going to tape them live with you, John. I'm going to tape them beforehand. Mario, try to catch up with this. We were doing much better. We were doing much better in the garage. That's right, sample it in. Drop it in. Yeah. I gotta scratch my wife won't itch it. She's too busy watching Gidget. Gidget. The Gidgets, the Gidgets. They're on TV. The Gidgets, the Gidgets. Don't fuck with me. I like that we're gonna get. We can't get sued by uh, Bismarcky because he got sued by everybody else, right? Yeah. That's, that's how it works. That's how it works. Let me talk to legal for a second. Hold on. Yep. I, I love him on Yo Gaba Gaba. All right, everybody. We'll see you uh, maybe next week, maybe not, and uh, we'll definitely see you after that. Tommy, what do you have for us? Can you talk about it? Yeah, actually, I'm. I'm Is that a definite thing or a privy? Well, uh, we're, we're hopefully gonna have the guys from Thrillist come back. They had to reschedule, so when we come back in two weeks, then I'm working for on a, a mystery guest. Uh, actually, funny enough, in the hip hop realm. So. Is he gonna come into the studio or call in? I think he's gonna call in, and uh, let's just say he's a blast from the past. I like it. Can we guess who it is? I think it's Houdini. <laughs> Kid and play. I saw him on Arsenio last night. That's two different guys. No, we can only get play. John, should we guess? Should we let Ryan no, guess? No, no, no. Wait. We'll, it's we'll, not confirmed. It's not confirmed. We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Have you been? Uh, have Have people responded to you? Uh, I just uh, I just sent out some lawyer letters today. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. The There's lawyer letters associated with the show. This yeah. is going great. Yep. All right. We'll All see. right. Good we'll night, see. man. We'll see you thanks. then. Thanks for the good wishes. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guys take turns sodomizing me. All right. Happy birthday, Mario. Thank you, Ryan, for the game. Happy birthday, Pat. Happy birthday, Dave. Happy birthday, myself. And uh, we will see you when we see you. Later. Take it easy. This is Biz Marky, and you are now listening to Live from the Barrage. What did you get a picture with last week, John? What was that? Chris Rock? How the minute got a dude in Moo Medina Manu? Yeah.
from the barrage brought to you by Stony Brook Farms, Lacto Ovo Eco Friendly Farms. National Public Radio brings you live from the barrage. National Public Radio, NPR, brings you live from the barrage. NPR brings you live from the barrage. Lacto Ovo. Stony Brook Farm. (laughs) Stony Brook Farms. Makers of lacto ovo incestuous meats. Live from the Barrage is brought to you by Stony Brook Farms and National Public Radio. Live from the Barrage and National Public Radio bring you lacto of fucking bullshit. Your world in a nutshell. Live from the Barrage is brought to you by Stony Brook Farms. Your world in a nutshell. (laughs) Live from the Barrage is brought to you by the Endowment for the... Fuck, bullshit. Kiss my cunt. Live from the Barrage is brought to you by Stony Brook Farms. Lacto Ovo Education. Live from the Barrage is brought to you by Stony Brook Farms. Lacto Ovo Education for All. Live from the Barrage is brought to you by an endowment for fucking bullshit. You're listening to Live from the Barrage, brought to you by an endowment for the civic arts and Stony Brook Farms, makers of lacto ovo Live from the Barrage is made possible by a grant from the Stony Brook Farm, Arlo, Ico, and Eco Afaro. Live from the Barrage is brought to you by an Eco, Eco, and a Stony Brook Farms. Live from the Barrage is brought to you by... An endowment by Stony Brook Farms. Lacto Evo ever wonder about the pesticides used? Blah blah in your hahoo. You're listening to Live from the Barrage. Live from the Barrage is made possible by a grant from Stonyfield Products. Want your kids to not eat only tit milk, then you have found bullshit. Live from the Barrage. Live from the Barrage is made possible by a grant from Stonyfield Foods, who reminds you to eat herbed zucchini and quinoa peel-off, along with other bullshit, 
total fucking shit. Live from the Barrage is brought to you by a grant from Stonyfield Foods, who reminds you to eat yogurt and totally fuck yourself forever. Live from the bar. <clears throat> Live from the Barrage. Live from the Barrage is brought to you by a grant from Stonyfield Foods, who reminds you to eat yogurt and ride the rails. Stonybrookfoods.com Live from the Barrage is brought to you by the fine folks at Stony Live from the Barrage is brought to you by a grant from the Foundation for Public Radio. (laughs) Bullshit. That's a bunch of bullshit. Live from the Barrage is brought to you by the folks and bullshit. Live from the Barrage is brought to you by the people of National Public Radio and... Stonyfield Foods. Stonyfield Foods remind you to blah 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 bullshit. Much a bunch of fucking bullshit. <laughs> uh, that's the best thing I've ever heard. I love it. All right.